Quincy Jones Castle full of catering and kayfabe. Cavalcade and quality you know, commentary. All that great <laughs> stuff under the sun. Yes, sir. But uh, speaking of sun, we're here in another hot, hot. California summer day. Uh, actually, actually, they what the official, I think, third day of summer now? It's weird because on the third day of summer, the first two, or Prior to the third day of summer, two days had the weird day. thunderstorms. The second so, day yeah. of summer. Yeah. Second day, yeah. I mean, well, even the night before. Well, technically, well, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was off 1130, but it was like about midnight when I was sitting there. It, so. it, was, it was weird. I was like, um, what's really going on? Is the world ending? I need to know. I need to do that. I got bro, some moves. Because the rain be was coming down so hard, it felt like hail, but it was just like just. A lot of rain, you know what I mean? But, yeah, I mean, I, I know we had a fire not too long ago, so, I mean, oh, maybe we true. need it. So. But you know what? When it rain, it pours. And, oh, yeah. uh, unfortunately, that is the theme for some of the news. Um, but yeah. I am your host, Quincy Jones, and to my right, best damn tag team partner and co-host. World's greatest, in fact, and, uh, you know, the only hip-hop hybrid alive in the, you know, the worlds of hip-hop and pro wrestling. It is I, Doc Lesnar, and we back with another episode of yep, Quincy yep. Jones Show with Quincy Jones go. There you know we go, I mean? man. And, um, but uh, you're right. Now, we do kind of start off the news uh, on a kind of a more somber note uh, as we yeah, do uh, kind of give a little bit of remembrance to some yeah, uh, yeah. Attitude Era and maybe not just Attitude Era, just uh, long-tenured referees with WWE. Uh, if you guys didn't hear over the past weekend, uh, you know, Dave Hebner and uh, Tim White yeah. both passed away. Dave Hebner, obviously, he's the identical brother of Earl Hebner. Uh, he passed away on June 17th at the age of 73. Uh, famously, Remembered, of course, for the Twin Magic spot uh, at yeah, the uh, ninety, uh, not, the original Twin Magic. Spot. Exactly, I was gonna say in, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in eighty-eight during the uh, uh, WWF's main event. Not was, was, that, was, main was that event. Saturday Night main event? Is that I, what that I was? I believe so. Okay. Uh, but a uh, Hulk Hogan versus Andre. Yeah, I was Giant. about to say that must have been the, the Hulk Hogan Andre thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and then as soon as you say it, I, I definitely remember it now. Yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, I don't know if this is. It said that he had uh, passed after suffering illness in his home in uh, Mechanicsville, mm. Virginia. But it does say that he uh, at one point point was suffering from Parkinson's so oh, I don't man. know if that's maybe what happened and uh, your boy HB Shizzle I should say uh, he actually tweeted out uh, you know about Dave saying uh, sad to hear about both Dave Havner and Tim White both incredible men I was privileged yeah. to spend time with in and out the ring my thoughts are with their families and uh, Tim White then uh, two days later on uh, June 19th he passed away at the age of 68 due to health issues uh, you guys probably remember him famously refereeing the uh, Hell in a Cell match uh, 1998 King of the Ring with Undertaker Taker and Mankind, which, you know, is just unforgettable. Uh, and then, uh, if you guys remember, he also suffered a shoulder injury during yeah. a Hell in a Cell match. It was with, like rotator cuff type. Mm -hmm. of, yeah, it yeah, was bad. He got yeah. shot off the apron into the, the cell the wall. Cell, yeah. Triple H versus Jericho 2002. And a lot of people don't realize this. He actually re-injured that shoulder, making the final three count at Mania 20 in 2004 uh, during Christian versus Chris Jericho. Oh, uh, wow. But yeah, after that, he transitioned to a backstage role yeah, uh, until he that. was uh, released in 2009. Had a 24 
four-year tenure with the company. Sheesh. And uh, a lot of people kind of remember him for also being the owner of the bar called The Friendly Tap, uh, located in Cumberland, Rhode Island. They used it for a couple different segments. I was about segments. to ask, was that, know, was I'm that sure when he some was of doing the APA, the, new, new Age well, Outlaw but stuff, also you the remember, Austin thing. But you remember that at one point when he wasn't uh, refereeing, they did this whole depression yeah, angle Yeah, yeah, when him. he was like drinking for so some reason. So there must have been yeah. at that bar where they exactly. were filming that stuff. Because yeah. they were, yeah, they were teasing all this he, self-harm stuff where he would like, yeah. they would pan the camera off and it would never work. It was like some weird, wacky like. Yeah, but you know what's kind of weird from that is they played on that because there were some WWE.com um, shorts that he was part of that were, you know, all oh, pranking, okay. you know, where yeah, yeah. he was being interviewed by Josh Matthews at the time, shows okay. you what time frame it was, and he, every time he tried to interview him, he kept trying to commit suicide. Yeah, that's because, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, but it would never, he would always fail. Like, he would yeah. never, it would always be like this. Like, and I'm like thinking, I'm like, who thought this was something that. Yeah, seriously, probably Vince. Like, but, recurring character in uh, the worst way. Like, I will I mean? say, though, I, apparently he was but, doing some filming uh, at the bar post uh, post his referee career uh, for a TV and online series. But, oh, uh, man, okay. Big E, you know, who's, uh, you know, one of the guys that's well-respected uh, in the backstage in terms of leaders and, and, and uh, you know, just good-natured guys. He uh, also tweeted, I lit up every time I saw this man. Tim White often was the man tasked with sh- uh, hurting us. Uh, at appearances and conventions the last several years, he was always an extraordinarily kind and warm. I will miss you, my friend. My deepest condolences to his family and friends. Is he uh, is he a Virginia native too, or he? No, he wrote uh, Rhode Island, I think. Right? Uh, yeah, I, I just remember they uh, yeah. between the Hebner, like they both had their their signature uh, accents. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he God, yeah, like yeah, I you said, garden, boy. exactly, <laughs> exactly, man. But uh, yeah, to kind of light things up a little bit and not so much. And well, the, and, yeah. Like, again, I just want to say R.I.P. Because I yeah, definitely, definitely remember those guys in a lot of matches and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. especially well, I, when I saw Tim White so yeah. short. After happening, I was like, "Yo, what is going on right yeah, now?" Yeah, dude. Know? Okay, I'm not gonna be that guy, but I will for like two seconds. I was like, two of them within a week after this Vince shit." I'm like, "It's weird." I'm like, "What do y'all know?" You dude? guys are you definitely have worked long. I don't know. I, that's all. But I'll then say. within the time frame, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're trying to like. Yeah, okay, and and you don't want to connect those dots. Nah, but but yeah. I'm looking like Charlie Day right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what is going on? I feel you, man. But uh, to uh, keep things uh, going along, we mentioned Chris Jericho, and yeah. you know he recently made some. Uh, uh, I will say some uh, headlines some a little waves, bit. Uh, yeah, he was speaking with Talk Sports, uh, uh, basically weighing in on the MJF Tony Khan contract situation. The saga. Yeah. And uh, he appears to be shooting from the hip, ladies and gentlemen, but it is wrestling and he is Chris Jericho, so uh, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who yeah. knows what it is. And he does say, quote, You can stay at home and, uh, oh, I'm sorry. He says, MJF is 26. He has a lot to learn. He's not as good as he thinks he is. And like I said, it really has nothing to do with me, but I'm sure he'll be back. 18 months is a long time to stay at home, and that's Tony Khan's prerogative. You're under contract. Do you want to stay at home? You can stay at home and not get paid, and that's what happens. We see it happen in other companies, and that's just how it goes. If you didn't expect that, then why did you sign your contract in the first place? Which, mm. you know, is not bad. Yeah, I, I wouldn't you know? say it's not, it's, it doesn't, it's not coming off as personal. It's just yeah. more of, like, informative of, like, yeah, you know. just kind of act like you've been here before, kind of, or, or you know, I, I think he... Prefer the amount of money you're yeah, asking for, act yeah. like you've been, yeah, right? Because I, I think Jericho's got a unique position where, you know, he's one of the few guys that worked for both companies, uh, the big companies, you know, prior to AEW ever even being thought of decades ago, you know, for uh, WWE, WCW, so mean? he probably has more that's Jay practice That's Jay White, he's the catalyst. Big money, <laughs> yeah, that's right, but Jay White wasn't even anybody, he was a young boy back then, but you know what I mean, it's like, I wonder if it's just one of those, hey man, I've been in these 
uh, contract meetings. I've been doing big money contracts forever, so I kind of I mean, got we, more practice. You're, or yeah, what? you're talking about a guy who's walked away from money and, and was able to come back. Yeah. You know, after doing what he wanted to do, kind of, you know, with the WWE. He's been yeah. able to do that, like, quite a few different times, you know. So. Yeah. But he did mention yeah. uh, also that, which I thought was interesting, that he has a year and a half left on his personal contract. And he's uncertain on re-signing <laughs> right months. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's why I thought saying. it was weird. It's like, you said 18 months, but then you got a year and a half. Uh, so that's why I'm like, mm, could be shooting. But, uh, yeah, he does say he has a year and a half left on his contract. He's uncertain at this time if he'll resign, but he's just going to see how it goes come expiration time. I'm, so. t- I'm calling it right now. They're going to do uh, one, one, one last musical together. After, that after or that 18 months. Yes. you imagine if those guys stayed <laughs> Jakku to get in, back into WWE together? I mean. That would be weird. If I'm not Jericho, weird, but, I, I don't but, see Jericho. He said he, – like, he's, he's just so open about, like, the – he's because that's the thing. One of his – Questions he's always asked every time he interviews someone that's come over from the Fed to, mm-hmm. to AW or someone that just left the Fed and may not be placed with anything else. Mm-hmm. He always asks like, "What's the difference in WWE or, or, or you know between the two? Or uh, he'll always ask about the creator. Like he, you know what I mean? He's always asking those questions to make sure that people know that WWE kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like in, in certain areas, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Let me because spread he's this. yeah, he's always like that. Like I don't see them being like." You know what I mean? It's almost like he has his own little form for a campaign to like make them look bad in a way too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's but kinda... I, but I also it's hard not to think, or is Jericho just landing on thick so no one sees the turn coming? <laughs> you know, it's he, tough. Yeah, he got. I mean, I'm uh, pretty sure. Yeah, he he's one of the few that uh, has a uh, you know the direct line to the to the to the, to, man. To the boss man. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, speaking of AEW, we got uh, a litany of injuries actually on both sides. But I'm gonna start with the AEW side if oh, you don't okay. mind. Yeah. Um, the bunny, Allie. Thought uh, so. I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah, currently injured with an undisclosed injury and an undisclosed timetable as well. Oh, wow. uh, same as Buddy Matthews, who's actually been currently working with an unknown shoulder injury, uh, mm. said to be limiting his shoulder movements. Uh, also, speaking of working with an injury, Adam Cole has been said to be working yeah. with a labrum injury. Uh, as far as back as uh, his world title feud with Hangman, there's no telling if it was the first or the second match, mm. but... Uh, this is being reported by Sean Ross Sapp of uh, Fightful Select, uh, but could not confirm if the injury is a tear or not. Uh, but medically, it is being said that a torn labrum can actually heal without surgery, mm-hmm. uh, but would take four to six weeks to reattach itself, and then another four weeks after that to get the strength back. Which, if you uh, think about it, he's been on commentary For week almost, after week. Yeah, after week. And, and that's what I wrote here. I'm like, it kind of makes sense, you know, why we've only seen him on commentary the last few weeks since mm-hmm. the Owen Hart tournament finals match, a double or nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just kind of, you know, been booked for, for Forbidden Door. So, you know, obviously more on that later as you get into the review. Mm-hmm. Uh, also on the AEW list of injuries, uh, Shoddy Lee Johnson is out for at least the rest of the summer. Shoddy Lee, the how least. does he feel about the um, House of Black taking his girl? He's like, I was the House of Black before. He's like, man, shit, I was the only House of Black she needed. That's what we called the bedroom before you came through Malachi. Damn. Oh, (laughs) the house always wins. You know what I'm saying, my man? (laughs) But yeah, he's out with a knee injury. um, As is Matt Hardy, who actually, uh, remember, we were talking about what was going to happen between the match that we talked about with the Triple A. So I guess what ended up happening is he ended up teaming with uh, Johnny Hardy, aka John Morrison, to replace his brother. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I guess he reportedly came out that match a little banged up as well as he's dealing with some, uh, you know, a, a nagging knee injury as well. Okay. Uh, and uh, last but not least, this is more of an update on someone already injured, um, Darius Martin from uh, Top Flight. Oh, okay. Uh, brother of uh, 
uh, was it Dante? Dante. I was gonna call it DeAndre from this. I don't know why. Inhuman guys. Uh, you know, unfortunately, was in a car accident earlier this year in uh, April. Uh, kind of re-injuring himself. Like what? Maybe two weeks? Maybe even a yeah, month? Maybe. That, I, after, I, th- I would say two, three weeks. Tops, he, yeah, he yeah. just returned from injury. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, that, that, that was, was a, a car shame. crash, right? Yeah, was, yeah. That was a super shame. Anyways, it's being said that his recovery is looking like uh, the end of the year, mm. uh, though it can't be confirmed if that's what's being medically projected with help of like rehab and physical therapy or if that's what's just the projection that's coming from the company itself that they're hoping to hit. Mm. Um, but, yeah, uh, staying uh, on theme here with the injuries, let's get on the WWE side of things now, yeah. if, you, if you don't mind. Gosh, yeah. not, not a problem, standing guy. in my way. Um, it's all good, buddy. Rhea Ripley um, is currently uh, with a – Quote, brain slash tooth related injury. Oh. No details aside from rumors that she may have gotten a tooth knocked out during a promo or something to that effect. But again, nothing has been confirmed. Aside from the fact that, uh, I mean, she so she had posted a, a picture of herself online. Mm-hmm. And I'm not too sure what someone had commented, but in reference to the comment, she commented back, no, it's actually brain slash tooth related. Um, something about, like, you don't. It's something you can't see, but I'll be back soon. Because I guess someone was like, basically, uh, what I'm I'm guessing is uh, trying to act like, oh, but you don't you don't look hurt because basically people say shit like on that. on Raw they pulled her from uh you know because she was actually the number one contender and she had a scheduled uh, title match for the Raw Women's Championship against Bianca Belair yeah for Money in the Bank which would have been fire man. yeah 100 percent but they ended up having to pull her and you know surprise surprise they ran a fatal five way to determine the new challenger and I heard it was surprise Oscar, right? surprise no it's Carmella. Because all we needed was another Carmella Bianca Belair match. You know, that's what we needed. Oh, oh, no, my bad. I heard Oscar got added to the money in the bank. That's, that's yeah, I wouldn't I be surprised because they're yeah. still doing that. I think Raquel Gonzalez, or I'm sorry. That would be a good addition. But I think I think she she's on the SmackDown side. I want to say that she qualified, possibly. Oh, okay. Um, I got to double check that. But yeah, um, there's no word if there's any surgery needed for her as far as how, uh, you know, how long Ripley will be out for. But again, there's no official timetable. Um, Speaking of official timetables, Cody Rhodes, who tore his pectoral tendon and still stole the show at, uh, at uh, Hell in a Cell, you know it. is projected to be out at least, or has been projected to be out at least nine months, according to WWE, which he recently responded to by saying, quote, I heard nine months, but that's their plan. I've never been concerned with someone else's projections. I got my own plan. So, okay, yeah. Um, and I guess more on that, uh, I mean, you know, I guess relation to Cody Rhodes and the legacy of wrestling and injuries and oh what legacy what segway Randy Orton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did. Did it, I mention by the way last week? I guess uh, WWE.com or WWE filmed the whole surgery too. So you know they're gonna do a whole uh, okay. roads to the well, roads hey, to redemption. Hey, but they don't do that with everybody. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? So exactly. at least you, that, that gives exactly. you an idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Orton's been confirmed, or it's, it's still up in the air. It's been confirmed that he he indeed obviously. The back injury is, is legit as far yeah, as him taking yeah, time off. Yeah, that's what's confirmed is that he is injured. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but as far as, like, you know, we don't know if there's a need for back surgery at this current point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, what is being said is, like, you know, at least assessed. And I don't know if this is from a professional point or people hearsay and reporters just echoing this. But it's saying that he possibly will be out for the rest of the year. I did hear which, that. Which, uh, yeah. obviously, we were talking about this probably possibly led to uh, – the reemergence of the beast, even though you know, again, they were in Minnesota, so I had a feeling. Something oh, was pop I didn't off. realize that. Yeah, because Sean um, Ross Sapp basically said once it became clear that uh, Randy wouldn't be able to perform anytime soon, the plan was put in place for Brock to return to the company because apparently he seemed like he was gonna get ready to set up some long term uh, 
storyline with Roman heading into yeah, SummerSlam. Yeah, I, I felt like like that was going to be the – I mean, two, uh, what, uh, third-generation guys? Yeah, You know definitely. what I mean? He couldn't do it with The Rock. Maybe he'll do it with Roman. Yeah, you know no, nah, I mean? definitely. So, um, but and then, at this point in their career, they've mixed it up prior – yeah, uh, but so it'd be cool to see. I mean, yeah, you, know. you remember their match was it from Mania where he went for the spear, but he, he ended mm-hmm. up or was it Extreme Rules? I can't remember which one it was. I think yeah, it was I think Rules. he turned into no, it was SummerSlam. Yeah, well, he actually, turned it into a yeah uh, they would they would have revisited their match from SummerSlam yeah, into right. the to the cutter RKO baby. Um, and the last but not least on the news room, uh, uh, certainly not least. <laughs> uh well, yeah, I wouldn't say least. I'm you know, mm-hmm. uh, more uh on the McMahon. Saga. A WWE probe investigation, all these words that we've been seeing the mm-hmm. last, you know what I mean? Buzz. Um, again, to refresh your memory, there was this probe of trying to figure out where this $3 million was going and who, you know, where, where, did, where did this $3 million go? Now, let me ask you this. Is this like a recent thing and someone's like, where is this going? Or did someone, I, did I don't they know. comb through I, I, it seems archival like, like records, the financial records and go? I, I don't know what happened. Something Was there a continuous a, payment going on? That's crazy. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what sparked or was the catalyst for the pro the, the actual investigation mm-hmm. it's something to do with some three million dollars that they were trying to figure out if it went somewhere if it was missing or something like mm-hmm. that but in the midst of doing that investigation again they were fully cooperating meaning they were allowing them to go through mm-hmm. a bunch of different documents including ndas which are non oh, uh, wow, disclosure yeah. yeah non-disclosure agreements so that's why they came up on these cases with the whole paralegal thing yeah with uh other cause, cause, oh, okay so that's how that came up and you know because they're able to read it's like sealed skeletons but it's weird because i wonder to... how that works because like legally th- th- that agreement's between the two parties so if yeah. someone else stumbles on it are they legally bound I to mean, not speak about it i or, think you know it's, I mean? it's one of those things where i think yeah the third party kind of encroaches on it but i wonder by doing so if that document is now nullified i don't think because, the agreement is nullified yeah. between the two parties but like, again because that person is not even yeah, or part of the yeah, agreement, or you know? some, yeah but then it's like but it's assuming a some sort of if not an internal organization within a company it's probably some True. sort of government you True. know, uh, where they can superse- yeah, yeah. So it's what like, what's the red tape there? And you know, jurisdiction and, 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 yeah, and all whatnot, that, all that yeah. good stuff, all that ballyhoo, all that ballyhoo. But, um, yeah, so obviously, you know, there was other people named, such as John Laurinaitis as John well. Laurinaitis. So here, here's a few of the um, uh, updates going into that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Uh, John Laurinaitis has now been placed on administrative leave. Yes, he has. Uh, has had his uh, head of talent relations responsibilities delegated to the man who will be now resuming his position uh, indefinitely, I, I uh, assume, until all this blows over. That would be uh, Bruce Pritchard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, uh, we did report last week that the, the least that we knew was that Vince had voluntarily stepped down uh, from his position. Mm-hmm. Despite and, showing up uh, on Raw and SmackDown, yeah, dude, just like now forever together. It's like, bro, you, waka, you waka, read, waka. read the room, like, my dude. Yeah, I heard a lot of people were like, kind of like, but he got a big pop. Did this whole, I was surprised about that, but I, I think that they, they, that was probably canned uh, cheering, maybe possibly depending where they are. Because my thing is this: it's like, why go the business business as usual route? Like, yeah, you already stepped down, and people know it's like it's in the public eye. Like, it, I don't know, yeah, but but it, it but it also like it. it it's classic, like, textbook events, right? Like, he's not the type that, like, he wants to still get ahead of it. Yeah, and he kind of lives in his own world where he thinks he can control the acceleration of the spreading of news, <laughs> whether good or bad. I don't know. But, you know, then he, again, he thinks he can control his facial hair. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> the facial lifts and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We ain't going to do that. But, um, Stephanie McMahon, his own daughter, who, you know, 
we reported had taken like some time away recently, like what I think maybe a month or two ago in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now she's back acting as interim CEO and chairman of WWE. Uh, so this is, you know, again, amid the investigation, mm-hmm. it's real interesting moves being made, supposedly, allegedly. I'm not saying these are moves that are actually being made, but it's interesting to see the names that are being put in certain places. Yeah. Um, even interesting to see who else is returning um, because we, there was also a word that Triple H uh, is quote-unquote back uh, due to a speech that he actually gave uh, while he was recently at the WWE Performance Center, though it is unclear in what capacity that he will be returning in. Um, but, I mean, again, you know, we knew that he was still doing yeah. some of the global marketing stuff, uh, but we heard that probably his workload would be a little bit reduced due to the cardiac event he had. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, what, he has an actual pacemaker. He's on some Iron Man shit right now, dude. So, yeah, nah, straight up. Um, but it's yeah, it's kind of you know. So I'm wondering if he's like feeling like, well, I got to step up because you know I got to step up for pop, pop, pops in trouble. Because <laughs> that's a, that's pop right there. <laughs> Did you hear about the rumors surrounding uh, Steph and Trips? By the way, having some uh, wedding or some marriage problems. I heard yeah. I heard that's not the case though. I heard, yeah, I heard Wade been Keller spelled. basically said that's just conjecture. Yeah, they're just and, like this uh, team. I mean, it's easy. It's, I mean, that's one of the easiest things to want to. Yeah, try to use. throw out there. I was to be gonna honest. say because once he said "Well, I'm back," it's like mm, I I don't think that's true. Well, it's funny because right? when I read that, I was like, all I could hear is "Well, I'm back." Oh yeah, yeah. That, to me, <laughs> from, I, that, from I, the, I, the January seventh, uh, I'm thinking that. I was thinking John John Wick. Yeah, oh, I'm that's thinking true. I'm back. That's yeah. true. That's true. Uh, but you know, speaking of being back, um, one thing uh, this is the last piece of news I had: Kashida is back in New Japan. Oh. And it's actually, uh, he, he returned at an event they just had uh, June uh, 21st. Okay. Um, and let me see if I can find it here. He actually uh, put out an official statement that was translated and posted to his social media, kind of letting you know what is, uh, you know, regarding his future with uh, the company. Um, he says, today, I signed with New Japan Pro Wrestling. I will, I will return to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm. I am so honored to be back and to wrestle on the New Japan Pro Wrestling ring. Some people say I want to wrestle in heavyweight division or I want to be in Bullet Club. These are all fake news. Right now, I am still living in Florida, but I am trying to move to Los Angeles, but still in the midst of moving, which that was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I will return to, to the U.S. this week and look start a new look to start a new life in Los Angeles next week. I hope. Sign an apartment. Can I speak English? Quarter, uh, you know, These are questions he's asking. So much troubles and busy every day, but we'll try and update my Instagram as much as possible. Uh to live in Los Angeles and to wrestle has been my dream for a long time, uh, for long, oh, for long term. Uh, I will look to accomplish this dream, hopefully. I will look to bring excitement to New Japan, New Japan's junior division, and New Japan Pro Wrestling LA Dojo, which I was like, oh, maybe he's yeah. going to be teaching over there, which that, that's going to be dope. Yeah. Uh, thank you for those who supported me on my journey, and thank uh, thank you all for your support. Sincerely, Kushida, June 22nd, 2022. So, oh, okay. Which well, means he, he he's available, right? That's what I was going to say. Two Man. things. One, for Kushida... If you don't want all these other indie prom, uh, promotions all up in the promos, come on over. No, no I'm not disrespecting, going to do it. <laughs> disrespecting the tradition. Yeah. But uh, just to add to the uh, – which I think that's awesome. And if he does come to L.A., that would be great. You know, obviously we're Cali natives. And, you know, it would be great to, to get a chance to see him Man, live good. again. Hey, anytime we can get some 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 more shooters over here. Yeah, exactly. But uh, to just to add to what you were saying about the John Laurinaitis, Bruce Pritchard stuff, I, I forgot to add that – uh, it'll be interesting to see how Bruce Pritchard does because he's been on record on his Something to Wrestle podcast saying that 
because uh, this is the second time he's been the head of talent relations. I remember, yeah. And he said that and that was not that long ago. That yeah, last time, you yeah. know. And he said he didn't really like it and preferred to be a creative guy. But uh, the other thing I'll just say is, you know, we already talked about Lauren Andis's, uh less than popularity <laughs> backstage, and the quote from Fightful Select. What are you is talking that, about? I got people power. Uh, yeah, not, not as much as you think you do, Johnny. No, you uh, but he says the unanimous belief among those in the company we spoke to was that Johnny was as good as gone, with several going as far as to celebrate his impending departure. Oh, Several shit. wrestlers were reportedly under the impression they'll never have to do business with them again. Again, that's via Fightful Ooh. Select. Uh, while another source who was not revealing himself within WWE, once he heard Bruce was appointed, he said, first, does Vince only know three people? This is kind of a, you know, and apparently that person also got multiple texts from talent stating there is concern about Bruce handling both roles of uh, creative and head of talent. It, it, it does seem like low key. Uh, 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 what is yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I, I was gonna wait for you to interest say interest. What is it? Yeah, yeah. A conflict of interest. interest yeah. yeah, low key. To be like, hey, I'm in. I'm in charge of the talent, and I'm in charge of the creative for the talent. Yeah. Ha, ha, so, ha, who, ha. so whoever <laughs> wants to bring me a big bag of milk, of milk duds, we'll see who's gonna get to <laughs> yeah. the top of the list. Yeah. Do 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 See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that 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 is the news. The news, baby. Um, and you know, we're gonna get right into uh, the, and, the news. I mean, yeah, let's let's get into it. I mean, we do have some, you know, I got NXT. That was Barrett, by the way, guys. L- little, little, uh, <laughs> no, no, it'd be a sand the carry. News. You gotta put yeah. a little bass in it. Here you go. It's, it's been, been a while because a little I, bass in it. I, oh, yeah, I, I have been... to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2.0. Gotta get rid of these haters and these busts. Well, you see that that they, they actually have a new logo where it's the same logo, but instead of like the, the rainbow paint, it's just gold now. Like oh, a, really? Like a, kind of a dark. Gold, mm. and I was like, y'all trying to get back to? I was like, Wait, what, also, I was like, this, and then Triple H says he's back. What's going on? It's like a gritty marigold. No, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, that black and gold better be back on yeah, that yeah, fucking wall. Yeah. I'm back. Yeah, exactly. I can put that logo back. You guys let Regal slip through our fingertips, dude. Man, it's hard not to think that, man. I mean, it's weird because I'm like, does anyone in, in NXT UK know anything that's going on in the states? Like, they're like, hey, <laughs> yeah. we keep re- we yeah, keep seeing it as as everyone else is seeing these yeah. headlines. Don't forget us over here. We need to know is mm-hmm. there is there someone in line? Um, but anyways, we start off NXT. Uh, we got a little uh, in memory of signature for yeah, right. uh, veteran referee Tim White. Tim again. White, baby. Again, what surprise with no mention of David uh, Hebner. But yeah, I'm not gonna make it like a political thing or whatever, not like that. But um, soapbox, get off it. No, Solo Sokoa. See, I'm, I'm I'm getting better. Yeah, Sokoa. I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. Versus Grayson Waller. <laughs> I can't even say Wall. Grayson Waller. Waller tries to cut a promo on the mic prior to the match, but Solo attacks him before the bell rings. Match is then underway as Solo catches Grayson with a short arm clothesline, but Grayson's able to take over the match before picture in picture. Uh, the two men fight on uh, through the entranceway around the ring throughout the the, the break, mostly. Uh, Solo tries for the smell and drop, but Waller counters over by pulling the turnbuckle pad off. Uh, 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 remember that? Mm-hmm. You know, dog ear that, that right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> then at one point, Grayson goes for uh, the diving attack, uh, but stands in the middle rope too long, entertaining the fans' booze for too long. Uh, before Sokoa takes back over the match with a few shoulder blocks and hits the running hip smash in the corner. Uh, Grayson tries for the tumbling stunner at one point, but Solo catches him in midair and hits the Samoan drive looking nice. Super fluid. Mm. Uh, Looks to go for the big Uso splash, but Waller rolls out. uh, I'm sorry, Waller. I was like, what is that? What's Waller? Waller rolls out the way, but then then eats a super kick, and uh, the finish comes when Solo comes running in. 
uh, towards Waller, but he evades and solo runs into the exposed turnbuckle. Oh, 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 oh. We're right back uh, at it. Before falling victim to the tumbling stunner for the win, which I was very surprised that they gave him that win, bro. Yeah, I'm, I am surprised by that. How surprised are you? I think they're trying to show that we're not taking the gas off because I feel like it's been a while since he's had something of meaning, and especially uh, now that he doesn't have, what's his name? Sanga. Yeah, I almost said Satnam, and I know it's not Satnam. Satnam Singh? Show, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, man. I uh, don't have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> now, next we had a uh, Tony D family backstage interview. Uh, tells Escobar to make sure he walks out the NXT North American champion tonight. As you remember, he has a championship match against uh, the A champion, uh, Carmelo Hayes. He says, if not, there will be hell to pay. Escobar assures Tony that he's going to get the job done as they shake hands. Um, you're not going to believe this next thing. You probably read about this. Okay. Uh, there's a new vignette. For a man named J.D. McDonough. That's a weird name. And I may be uh, saying the last uh, last name wrong because it's Mick, D-O-N-A-U-G-H. It's actually Jordan Devlin. Why they're changing his name, I have no idea. I imagine that's what the J.D. stands for. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Don't like that. And the thing is, is... They could have kept his name and still had him do this character they're doing. It's not really different from what he was doing before. Yeah. He, he, he calls himself the ace. Like, he acts like, you know what I mean? Like, he's so like weird. the prince of pro wrestling. Yeah. Like, whatever. Okay. Keep it pushing. He's drive, driving so. these nice cars, staring at himself in the mirror. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, if they say so, bro. Bro, yeah, it's uh, whatever. Uh, anyways, moving on, we had a tag match. Katana Chance and Caden Carter versus Ulisa Leon and Val. It was weird. They kept, uh, Barrett kept uh, pronouncing it Valentina. I thought it was Valentina Feroz. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't realize it was Valentina, but then that might also be the English uh, pronunciation because, you know, uh, is it controversy? (laughs) Oh, that's true. Oh, you know what? Controversy or something like that. Yeah, you're right. I never even thought about it like that because you were like, wait, hey, bro, um, (laughs) did you go to school? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I remember one time I heard it on uh, WrestleTalk. I was like, yeah, I had to get used to that too. I was like, you mean controversy? And then it was like, oh, oh, that's that's just that's just the American way of saying it. But it's also the English (laughs) language, and they are English. Oh yeah, but we butcher "Mm -hmm." it. Yeah, exactly. We're like, you're like, 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 is it Mediterranean? (laughs) It's a hard translation. Is it Caribbean or Caribbean? Uh, Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh man, New Orleans or New Orleans? There you go. Uh, Lisa tries to shake her hips uh, to start the match, but he's a running front dropkick from Caden. Like yeah, it was did. pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leon and Feroz tag in and out, putting together some pretty good tag team moves uh, together. Uh, Chance then tags in and hits the Tope Atomico before Leon hits a few pinning combos before finally tagging in Feroz, who uh, continues to take over the match. Uh, Leon then tags back in as she and Feroz hit uh, a flapjack and X Factor combo, uh, a la okay. the Beverly Brothers, mm-hmm. uh, a little Shaker Height spike finisher action. Mm. Uh, always, uh, any, I'm, I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, Chance uh, tags back in as Caden will barrels her, uh, her into a backflip moonsault. It was pretty clean. Um, onto Leon before tagging in Caden again for the human highlight reel for the finish. Okay. Noise, noise. Is it though? I mean, it seems that like they've been uh, getting some momentum. So, but I feel like they do that a lot. But let's see where they go with it. You know? Yeah, no, I like I said. I mean, again, I, in the past, I would have just said who won the match. Mm-hmm. Um, so, exactly, and, but, I was, I was but, thinking that too. Because I do like Ulisa and Valentina though too. I think I, I, I had uh, praised them a couple months ago, saying like, "There's a lot of women on their squad," but you could tell that they're actually pro wrestlers. Like they come from a pro wrestling yeah. background. Mm-hmm. You know, like they didn't just train in the performance center to get 
on TV. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Anyways, uh, we got Wesley with the in-ring promo. Uh, he talks about how, and I was surprised they let him go here. So, I mean, only because, you know, you ain't got Triple H back there. You ain't got Jesse James back there. You know, you still got Sean. Yeah, you're wondering who's advocating for him. as. Uh, well, as that too, but it's like this, what he, he says, he went from, you know, he's out there kind of apologizing for him acting out lately, out of character, feeling a lot of anger. Uh, when it comes to, you know, when it came to guys like Zion Quinn and Sanga, mm-hmm. uh, says that, you know, he went from reigning supreme as, as uh, you know, your two-time NXT Tag Team Champions with my brother, with my best friend, to having our whole world just crumble underneath our feet. And I'm like, oh, they're really going to, like, let him oh, talk I about it. Saying. You know, okay, you know yeah. without really saying his name, but mm-hmm. they're not acting like he was never a tag team. Side note, though, that indie promo that you and I both were no, watching, it's, good it's, stuff. Circle promo. Six. Yeah, yeah, no, That's I, from, I, uh, Zachary Wentz. Yeah, no, that promo was great. Great. Um, I, I wish the best one because it's like, look, I know people are gonna have some stuff to say and stuff like that. Like, yeah, but that that really, I was like, yo, there is emotion here. Like, yeah, that they you know? and, and it's it's uh, only because they had him play like that typecast, whatever. You yeah, know what I mean? Stoner exactly. Guy. That's why I thought, so wow, this like, shattered that. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And it was it was really. A, Eye opening in the best yeah. in the best way. Yeah. Uh, but then you know he goes on to talk about how he, he pretty much just wanted to prove himself uh, before Trick Williams music hits. Uh, yes, he has music. Oh, okay, I was <laughs> he uh, he interrupts and tells him to shut up and tells Wes that the reason why his boy is gone is because he left him behind and that he's not the maybe he's not the friend he pretends to be. Uh, well, you know, Wes tells him that he has no idea how he's been there for his friend and uh, calls out Trick for playing second fiddle to his friend. Mm. Uh, obviously alluding to Carmelo Hayes. Uh, says that you hype him up so much, I wonder if there's any hype left for you. Mm. And uh, challenges him, you know, for Trick to show him. But, you know, uh, you're probably obviously trying to challenge him to a match, but Trick's like, nah, you know, saying his time is money, and he'll he'll handle him on his own time pretty much. But a little interesting, you mm. know what I mean? Okay. Um, you know, it, was, it didn't hurt. I, I didn't want to just, honestly, I felt like they should have just gave him the rest of the platform to finish the promo. Yeah, yeah. But maybe they didn't know where it was going, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, Diamond Mind, we had, uh, you know, Roger Strong and uh, Damon Kemp. If you remember, I had uh, the Creeds. They they booked them in a match because they're That's visual right, yeah. learners. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually went up against uh, Cruz uh, Del Toro and uh, Joaquin oh, okay. Wild of uh, LDF, the, the Legados. Are technically the family. He calls them the Legados with, with the with the plural. <laughs> the Legados. It's so funny because I've been, I've been catching uh, Sopranos lately on HBO yeah. Max, so it's just so funny. Yeah, I've like, been, I've been catching the this. clips on YouTube, too, Man. so it's been I, I got to shoot you my, uh, um, my, uh, my oh, passcode. I got please, you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some early tag team work from LDF as Cruz also hits a, a low line soul from the bottom rope on Kemp. Uh, I'm sorry, on Strong. Mm-hmm. Kemp then tags in and tries to go you know, at it with his mad game, but Cruz actually ends up upsetting him a little bit as Roddy yells at him from the, from the apron. And then, you know, he's just, like, pretty much complaining to Kemp, like, like why he he got bested, you know what I mean, in his mm-hmm. own game. And Roddy kind of slaps the piss out of him, much like we saw in their first tag match together, uh, where, you know, Kemp just started – he just lit up. Yeah. And started going crazy with throws and suplexes on both members of the, of the Legatos. Uh, uh, Roddy hits the back suplex backbreaker and sets up Kemp for uh, the big clothesline uh, and follows up with some mounted punches. Joaquin gets the hot tag in uh, into Cruz as he goes full uh, what I call legato lucha on him uh, mm. on Strong and hits a big diving shotgun drive kick for a near fall oh, as well. Oh yeah, I love when he does that. Uh, yeah, dude, that dude's. I mean, he, he's he, been he's been in it for a minute. Like probably he yeah. came in what around the time like L.A. Knight. 
Maybe, maybe even before, before then. then. Yeah, because he was when he was just Raul, right? Because he was still putting on matches and still yeah, losing. Before but, he yeah. was LD, yeah, he was just a good utility guy. Yeah, hundred percent. They kept bringing him back. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad he. I he's think doing we saw him stuff. first in the 205 live tournament. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're 100 percent correct. Um, yeah. um, but uh, Strong fights back uh, though with a, a near fall of his own after the Olympic Slam. Finish comes when Roddy tries for the end of heartache, but Cruz floats over oh. and uh, Irish whips Roddy, but Roddy counters with a whip of his own. While two dimes, you know, I, I forgot to say that two dimes and uh, uh, they're, they were both, they're still there. I guess that they, they were filming a bunch of this shit oh, before okay. he left. Yeah, yeah, they must have got it in So, the can, uh, yeah. was it two dimes and stacks? Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they were both at ringside. So, two dimes had his back turned, but slyly uses the crowbar behind his back to like trip, mm. right? Uh, he was, he was uh, well, we don't know. Yeah. He ended up tripping uh, Cruz. But the question remains who he was meant, meaning the trip, you know, because, again, his back was turned. So yeah. he could have possibly not seen the counter to the counter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then but you also see certain body language between stacks and him like, yo, you blew it. Like, yeah. But then you. after the match, you're also blaming like you guys blew it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like, OK. Shit. But anyways, because there was the distraction, it leaves the opening for Roddy to hit the jumping knee uh, for the win. OK. Yeah. Um, they probably needed the win more. So. Uh, I mean, well, in terms for, of from the storyline, from, yeah. from his standpoint. Well, well, there's also you know there's an ongoing storyline. There's more pu- uh, pieces to the puzzle when it comes to the legato, yeah, Tony D stuff. Very so, true, yeah. um, and which we'll find out later mm. uh, in the night. But uh, we got a follow up from last week's vignette on Apollo. Um, you know, last Apollo. week, you know, he was doing the whole like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that that Luke Cage. I'm telling you, bro. Thing, yeah. That so weird, yeah. Uh, Apollo this week he's shown walking down the street at night as his voiceover is talking about facing fear instead of running from it. As it pans to him also writing in his journal and you see him writing the word fearless as you know as he underlines it. Uh, then you see him continue walking and is like about to turn down an alley when there's this guy who you know he just seems he's just a regular guy he seems friendly. Uh, he just kind of warns him like, hey man, I don't know if you want to go down there. There's like nothing but trouble at the end of that block. Um, you know, and, and as Apollo, he, he, he's hearing this, he does that deja vu thing again where he sees the same scene mm-hmm. of him getting approached by the guy, being warned not to go down the alley, and then he smiles in, in response and tells him, hey, thanks for the heads up, as he just ends up walking down that alley anyways. And we see, like, three dudes bullying the smaller guy, trying to rob him or jump him or both, I don't know. But Apollo then, you know, tells him, you know, leave the guy alone as they now turn their attention to him and try to attack him. But Apollo whoops everyone's ass again on some, like, Jack Reacher, mm-hmm. John Wick, Wick, like, equalizer type shit. I don't know. Uh, but, but hey, but it looked pretty good, you know, in terms of, you know, last oh, time I was talking about better. the camera okay. quality and all that. And the way that it was, what what I, this, this is the key, the way that it was coordinated, not choreographed, because mm, there's a major difference. You yeah, know what I mean? definitely. Uh, anyways, he beats up all the attackers and helps the victim back to his feet. And then once again, Apollo snaps back to reality as he's back – to where that you know the original guy you know telling him thanks for the heads up mm. and again, again you, see, you see him start to turn down you know the alley and then it fades to black so hmm. yeah okay. it's uh the origin story is, is is rolling along with this i guess i don't know okay because you know yeah it's, hey, I, I, it's, it's more than what they gave him when they, before they, they oh, just yeah. switched him to the nigerian prince out of nowhere so, yeah mm. uh and then so th- this uh <laughs> this segment toxic attraction all three of them in the ring. No, sorry. As soon as their music hits, you got we got to listen to Vic Joseph and White Barrett. Uh, basically, word for word or verbatim, you know, pretty much paraphrase the whole scene of the Sex Panther cologne from from Weatherman. Yeah, seriously, wow. He's like, you got your cologne there, Barrett? Yeah, Sex Panther. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Damn, word for word. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, how often does it work? It worked 100 percent of the time, 20 percent of the time. Or something like that. 
That's what it says in the bottle. I was like, oh my god, like there's no need that's, to do this that's, bit. That's cringe. Yeah, though. you know what I mean. I was like uh, kind of surprised. I'm they've like, been doing that a lot lately. Like, is Pritchard or whoever back there just watching a bunch of movies and going, oh, that'd be funny if we put that in the script. Like I don't know. that Judge Apatow. Yeah, yeah. Or even when you know you were telling me. Uh, the Ray Liotta stuff from Goodfellas, which is a little yeah, bit more man. understanding because of their But it was a little gimmick, on the nose because it's yeah. like, yo, you should have got, if it wasn't on, it wouldn't be on the nose if you didn't wait till after he passed away to hit it. Exactly. You know what I mean? So you would have just got that one out the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I agree. Anyway, we got Mandy pretty much talking down on Roxanne Perez because obviously, you know, she's the winner of the women's breakout tournament. She'll, you know, oh, that's right, as yeah. such, you get rewarded a automatic title match you're choosing. So she's already assuming she's going for top dog in the division. Um, you know, pretty much, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just a bunch of a lot of the same old shit. You know, yeah, of course. Um, uh, you know, but uh, Perez uh, and uh, Cora Jade actually come out together. Is uh, Roxanne Perez says that you know, even though she'd love the challenge for the NXT Women's Championship, and she will one day, she's actually gonna cash in her title shot opportunity for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships with Cora Jade. I'm like, you are one dumb. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that makes no sense. Like seriously, yeah. Like I'm, I'm a little mad. You know what I mean? Like, so what's going to happen when Cora Jade turns on you is I was playing you like a fiddle bitch. <laughs> Seriously, dude. I made you lose both chance. You got to, you're dumb. Why, did, why didn't you, like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's Whoa. I don't know. It's just wide open for some shit like that, mm-hmm. right? Anyways, so yeah, so now she's going to use her title shot to go against uh, Toxic Attraction for the tag straps, for the women's tag straps, I should say. Then Caden Carter and Katana Chance actually interrupt and tell them that the line for the women's tag straps actually start behind them. Because they are not done. To which Corey Drake says, uh, actually, we watched your match in your house, and uh, it looked like you were done to us. You was trash. <laughs> you was trash. <laughs> you even have a match on the card. Shut yeah, your yeah, ass yeah. up. Shut your ass up. You was not even up. Your friend was on the card. Oh, you wasn't man. on the card. Uh, before both teams actually end up brawling, leading to uh, they schedule for next week a number one contenders match uh, between the Casey's and the... Uh, the CJRPs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, see how I just, uh, just that on, was funny. hey, you know, seat in my pants. I repeat, I, I love seat it, in my love pants. It. Definitely love it. <laughs> uh, next, we got uh, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. I haven't said it like that in a while. Got to. Versus, uh, versus uh, Idris Um They start off with some mat work and uh, some counters and, uh, you know, some holes and evasions, all, all, all the, the keywords. Yeah. Uh, attempted pinning combos, you know, all that good stuff. All the good stuff. Uh, Enofe showing uh, some fire a little bit as he hits a running knee and a diving uh, conhilo to the outside. Uh, tries for a 450, but uh, Grimes evades and hits that spin-out Uranagi before setting up the cave-in for the win. Nice. Uh, post-match, Grimes shakes his hand. So, right. you know. Um, also have a return update for Nikita Lyons said to be showing up next week. I don't know if that's a wrestling capacity or just to be like... And she was on the show last week, too, with a, uh, some sort of vignette or something. Yeah, she, she yeah. was saying that she was like... Like, she was she was showing that she was still tr- in training mode. Yeah. But she still had, like, the the brace. This week, it showed her uh, taking off the brace. Okay. So, hmm. you know, I'm not too sure how serious it was, but hey, baby girl, you know, <laughs> take all the time you need. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we got Von Wagner versus uh, Brooks Jensen. Okay, it's about a ten minute match. It's a ten minute squash. Brooks gets some spots in, but for the most part, Von Wagner dominated the match. Man, uh, hits the rude bomb for the win. No, oh, okay. You know how it go, Von Wagner show. The rude bomb, man. You always been a fan. You've been a, you've been a Von Wagner stand since Van the beginning Wagner. of time. I'm a Wagner fag. <laughs> you're, you're, fan a Von, you're a you're a Von Wag bandwag. There you go. Yeah. Van, I'm a Van Wagner. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we got Alba Fire versus Lash Legend. Foya. Foya. 
Uh, yeah, that was a little bit more transporter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little. It's about three kilos full of fire. Crank. Crank. <laughs> it's just like, where's I need to have sex with Jamie Palomino <laughs> to keep my heart running. Keep the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Alba Firebridge, Last Legend. Alba hits a uh, diving shotgun dropkick from the middle rope. It was pretty sick. Get it. Uh, tries for the KL. I keep calling it a KLR bomb because it is what it is. But uh, Legend counters and takes control of the match with an impressive hanging butterfly suplex, like uh, like Albert used to do. Okay. Uh, Alba Damn, hits okay. a rope assisted tornado DDT like Trent on Legend, who answers back with a spinning sidewalk slam like Hanson. Everybody's doing other other people's moves. That's stupid. Uh-huh. No I'm playing. Uh, Alba Foya. Uh, finally lands the KLR bomb and tries for the diving swanton, but Legend rolls out the way and attacks Alba with her own bat for the DQ loss. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since we've seen something like yeah. that in the women's division, though, so I wasn't mad at it. Usually they, they reserve that for the Green uh, the green Hornets. Very true. Very or, true. Or, yeah. That's a different uh, – yeah, you're right. The Green Bees. The – that's like uh, even on my show this week, there was a match with Marina Schaffer and uh, Tony Storm that ended in a way I didn't expect either. So, but uh, we'll get Did, there. Yeah, I was asked you about that because there was uh, rumors that people think that uh, she got sandbagged by yeah, Thunder Rosa. Which I didn't see. I just as a side note, when I watched that match, I never thought that in my head. I thought it was a pretty good back. I was going to say, I remember, but there's I remember a lot you reporting of people, on it. Yeah. Who said clearly this is the worst case I've seen watching it? And like Britt Baker and Marina Schaffer like like those tweets. I've been seeing so that. it's kind of yeah. crazy if they think it's the same thing. But who knows? Anyway, uh, matches announced for next week. We have of course the number one contenders uh, tag match again. Caden uh, Carter, Katana Chance versus mm-hmm. Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez uh, for the again the number one spot to challenge Toxic Attraction for the women's tag straps. But uh, we also have Sanga taking on Zion Quinn. I didn't get a chance to talk about that segment last week, but uh, they got Sanga looking like straight, like Playboy, bro. Like he, yeah, he, he over here like chilling in the air, in the same catering area that looks better than most catering areas we've seen on WWE TV. Oh, okay. You know, like the 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 scene where the spaghetti was thrown by. Uh, oh yeah, you know, yeah. Like places like you know. Oh, okay. Uh, with, uh, with with Mandy and and uh, yeah, Kaylee. Yeah. Kaylee. Yeah. <laughs> Kylie, what, Hi, instead yeah, whoever, of Alba, yeah. whatever before, before the Alba change, but. Uh, he was he be there watching the matches with like girls on each side of him. Oh, okay. Just like as you see, ladies. Oh, okay. like, yo, Probably. yeah. And then like Zion Quinn came in, try to like, you know, give him some shit. He was just like, excuse me, ladies, and like I must address him. And like stood up, buttoned up his jacket again, and just <laughs> I was like, yo, this is this good. is a great idea yeah. how they're playing this. Like I don't know what it's something about it that I'm like. I'm a fan of only because you, you like, yeah, it's a different type of again, uh, presentation for a big guy. I'm not, a, you know, the, the, the gear. I, I can't get over the Braun Strowman thing because it's it's too uncanny, like the, mm. the similarity. But you're right, the presentation and then the fact that he can speak really good English and he actually can present himself and he's well dressed. I'm I'm for it. I'm 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 honestly excited to see where they go with him because it seemed like they didn't. Uh, usually they're dead in the water. Some mm. of these gimmicks, soon as they, you know. On arrival, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, like, I don't definitely. see like what they're gonna do with Shanky doing this dancing shit. You know what I'm saying? No, see, that's my thing. Is like it's better than trying to do the Punjabi Playboy right on the nose in a yeah. goofy way. No, yeah, he he's on some like penthouse Playboy type stuff. Yeah, actually. see, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and he's playing it as a face too, so that's why it's like you know everyone wants to see a big guy win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You get that groove on with the ladies and stuff. It's kind of I don't know. It's it's kind of relatable in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, last but not least, we got the main event. 
Okay. It's time. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo uh, facing Carmelo Hayes, North American Championship match. Uh, both men going tit for tat, counter for counter to start the night off. Uh, things pick up, though, as Tony D hits a big flapjack on Melo uh, for days. Uh, shout out to uh, McFly. Mm-hmm. Uh, showing off his strength as uh, Tony th- also throws Melo into the still steps and continues dominating throughout the picture-in-picture. Uh, as we come back from the break, though, Tony has a rest hold on Melo, who starts to fire up and fight out of it, landing some chops and some strikes before landing that huge, big uh, springboard clothesline that he always goes for. Mm-hmm. He needs a name for that. He needs a name for both his moves, actually. Yeah, uh, I agree. Melo lands some mounted punches uh, right after before hitting the tilt-a-whirl face buster for a near fall. Um, Tony lands an overhead T-bone suplex for a near fall of his own. And uh, Tony then starts mouthing off the Melo and uh, paintbrushes him with several unanswered slaps to the face uh, before Melo catches him with a jumping lung blower for another near fall of his own. Wow. Uh, Tony D hits the spear, but he, like, like it's weird. He, like, flows through. Like, he kind of flips into it like um, like, oh, like, 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 Lashley. like Lashley, right? Okay. But he but, – so he flips into it to flow through into like right into a, a release version of that Northern Lights he usually does. Oh wow! Yeah, I was like, damn. I so see how that goes. Yeah, down. it was pretty one of those like, oh, okay, he mean business. He's trying. He, he, he trying to. He trying to. Like. Yeah, he's trying to. You know, put the nail in the coffin on this mm, one. Okay. Uh, finish comes though. When both men are down, right after that move, and you see Tony trying to call for the brass knucks from Santos, as he has obviously uh, his, you know, like five of his dudes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, out there distracting the ref. Uh, Santos pulls the Nux out from his jacket pocket, but then slides it way past Tony to Carmelo instead, quote-unquote, you know, uh, on accident. Gotcha. Who uses them to knock out Tony for the win. It's not a bad way, you know, kind of doing the uh, – it's a little bit of the boss man rock, you know, and what's the name? He tries to throw the, the baton to him. Or the, oh, yeah, you're right. And it, it goes right bit. over. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a little bit of that, but with more of a – Or was he sliding it to him? Or was he sliding it to the, the other guy the whole yeah, time? Yeah, because, like, the thing was, the earlier, again, when he commented on, oh, don't worry, I'm going to get the job done, like, it, it seemed pretty legit, even though you knew that they'd been having problems because that's what they were getting interviewed about is them having yeah. some growing pains. But then when you, you know, again, add into the equation the fact that Two Dimes, like, tripped up his boy in their match, he could have been like, all right, fuck that. <laughs> oh, yeah, word. You know what I mean? So, but uh, they pretty, that was pretty much it. Uh, Melo gets the win. You got Tony D, who's, you know, incensed and, you know, beside himself, except he's with his Goombas in the ring while LDF kind of, like, exit. Like, almost like, like, you know what I mean? It's weird. It's like one of those things where, you know, Santos was like, wait a minute. Nobody is sanctioning this. No one's managing. We don't want to fuck these guys. What are you gonna do? Make no, it like no make us come to work? Exactly. Yeah, it's almost like no one's uh what's the word? Um overseeing it. Yeah, like no one's yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's thing starts with an E is what I'm thinking about. But yeah, no no one's forcing it, this to happen. Like and enforcing it. There enforcing you go. it. Yeah, there yeah. you go, yeah. But uh yeah, that was it, man. That was uh that was NXT. Oh, okay. For sure. Uh, what do you think? Should we just take a break? Come back some reviews, some predictions. Yeah, I'll say so. I know we got uh, you know the big pape this weekend. So yeah, we're gonna get into a quick break. Yes, sir. From uh, storyline tease, of course. And then we'll be right back. You're gonna like that fuse with that dynamite. Yo, you already know what it is. It's Quincy Jones. Go with that brand new storyline tease drop. This time featuring one of the most buzzworthy polarizing figures in the industry right now. Free 
MJF. That's right, the man behind the brand new modern pipe bomb of 2022. The mensch of the cinch, the one and only. Get the shirt right now because Storyline Tees is better than you and we all know it. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Oh, harmonious twin magic, baby, keeping the torch burning. <laughs> but uh, they said this ain't your Ezekiel and uh, your Elias here. Okay? <laughs> yeah. This is the real deal. I just got to say, I'm like, I, I don't know if you saw that. I'm like, yeah. they just did they put this man in a fake beard? They did. I mean, I was looking at that beard the whole time. Now, on the left side, sideburn lined up perfectly, yeah. but the right side. There's a little bit of discontinuation, <laughs> uh, you know, as proprietors of the of the connectors, as we have. We don't see a, a sideburn or two, you know. Yeah, that that goes off track sometimes. So. Uh, but yeah, but I will give them props for trying because that was it probably was better. They, they, they could have stretched it out. It's definitely because that's what everyone's wondering is like, well, what's the next thing? Are you going to go cinematic? Because you you can't. Where else can you go? Type of thing, but. You know, yeah, that, that was interesting. But Kevin I did, can bring his brother, and they have a tag match or something. We'll see. Who yeah. knows? But uh, speaking of, uh, we were talking about keeping a torch burning. We're going to go ahead and light the fuse, bringing the boom with uh, this week's AEW Dynamite. Oh, Dragon Bollocks. Oh, man, it was very packed. So I'm going to try to get through things as fast as I can. Please. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to yeah. take Excalibur's job running down, you know, all the matches and things going. But it might sound like that. But uh, we kick off with Brian Danielson of the BCC has an in-ring segment. Uh, he gets to the ring, takes the mic from uh, Ski of Own and says, this week is a great week to be a pro wrestler and a wrestling fan as Forbidden Door approaches. He said he was looking forward to crushing uh, Zack Sabre Jr.'s trachea after being paid by Jericho to challenge him. Uh, to uh, Forbidden Door, as we talked about last week. And he said he wanted revenge on, uh, quote, Jericho's flaccid group of coxmen, <laughs> but he's not clear to compete at Forbidden Door. Dude, or, I was like, did he really just say that? <laughs> yeah, I was surprised too. Or uh, Blood and Guts due to what happened to him at uh, Double or Nothing. Uh, he reassures the fans not to worry about his return because his mind is currently working at 100% capacity. He can read 500 words a minute and run two miles uh, without breaking a sweat and reminds them he broke his neck, separated his shoulder, and detached his retina, but there's still not a man in in this world right now who can wrestle in the ring like he can. Uh, he admits Kingston is right to call him a judgmental prick as he has very high standards. Then goes to almost reveal uh, what we learned to be not just his hand-picked replacement for Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts, but apparently the newest member of BCC. Blackpool. Oh, is that, what, is that what they're saying too? Yeah, that's okay. that's what Excalibur was talking. He was calling it that the entire time during the main event. Okay. Uh, and before reminding fans, he came out using the bad guy tunnel, so they'll have to wait on Sunday. <laughs> uh, we get Zack Saber Jr. entering on the stage to exchange words off Mike and share a stare down. I mean, I didn't think it did much for Zack Saber to be there, but you yeah, know. without really having anything after. But yeah, I, 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 I think a taped, a pre-taped uh, promo would have been better. Yeah, in, in his gear, I think. I um, I wanted to add this as far as people thinking that. Danielson may be working this injury angle mm -hmm. to reveal him like it, that it's him, himself mm -hmm. at Forbidden Door. Uh, should definitely know that he actually uh, had a no-show at Meet and Greet earlier this month in Massachusetts after not being able to fly That's to the location due yeah. to the injury. Again, it's still undisclosed, whatever the nature of that is. I'm hoping it's not concussion-related, yeah. obviously, but it may not be as an update from Brian Alvarez came in reporting that Danielson, uh, you know, obviously was hurt at, the, again, anarchy in the arena, uh -huh. uh, but will need reportedly only about two weeks to recover. So it just seems like it just happens to coincide and overlap with those same two weeks 
weeks between Forbidden Door and then Blood and Guts. Gotcha. Unfortunately, so that that's the the the, the recent or the most yeah you know, update I can give on. And that, let's so. be honest, uh, a match with if he was in both participating in both. I mean, any match in New Japan, it's hard hitting. So that's there's concern there, and then you got blood and guts, which is very unpredictable. So yeah, I think those are just two unpredictable uh, uh, circumstances to place them in right after coming back from rehab. So I think they're probably just taking the safe uh, end of this. But uh, uh, we go to his partner in uh, BCC, John Moxley. He's backstage. He says, uh, after uh, Jericho Appreciation Society blinded his friend with fire, injured his partner, and uh, came after him last week, things have gotten more personal. He said that uh, double or nothing, they found out that the JAS can fight, but at blood and guts, they'll find out if they can survive. Says he hates Jericho and people like him who seem to covet money and fame before plugging his upcoming title match with uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi as the biggest of his career. And he ends by saying over the past three years, he's transformed into a better man and a father. And although tonight's all about business, come Sunday, he's going to have respect for nobody once the bell rings. So uh, not a bad way to kind of set the tone for the main event. So and then we no, get- no, it, I was, I was going to text you, but I didn't want to text you before you had a chance to see it. This was a great promo from him. Yeah, I yeah. think the short and sweet are better because sometimes he can go on and on. Um, and I don't know if it helps him much because sometimes it sounds like he's saying the same thing. Yeah, sometimes the transition in body language helps a little bit. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I I see what you're saying. I feel like you could tell when he feels it and he's in the zone and when he's slightly off a little bit. But uh, we get into a trios match, man. Orange Cassidy, Rapongi Vice taking on uh, Will Ospreay and Aussie Open of United Empire. Rapongi Slice? Rapongi Slice. That's a good one, man. Uh, Commentary note that despite Ospreay is the current IWGP United States Heavyweight Champ, the belt is currently in Juice Robinson's possession, as yeah. he claims, since he was stripped of it, he never actually lost it. So that'll be interesting to that's see facts. what happens. Uh, Especially because they're both playing heel right now. So yeah. that's, that's another interesting But thing. I'm interested to see how that'll play into the title match this uh, Sunday at Forbidden Door. That's true. You know, yeah, but, um, he's, been, uh, he's been rocking that Rev Pro like a mug. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Orange tags into much fanfare, instantly does the uh, pocket spot, and then drills Davis with a shotgun drop kick to the corner. Uh, Rapongi and Orange attempt suicide dives, but uh, United Empire catch the them all midair, smash them spines first into each other, sort of like AOP. Yeah, and then dude. Uh, dump them onto the apron with two back suplexes and a power bomb. Yeah, yeah, I was like thinking like that's it reminded me of the New Japan style that you can get away with stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Orange hits uh, Aussie open with his sloth strikes as I call him, and then a two for one Frankenstein.er Then uses a wrist lock on Fletcher to hit Davis with a springboard Frankenstein.er and then hits Fletcher with a satellite DDT, and then invites Osprey into the ring. Uh, they finally face off, and we see Orange hit a falling elbow drop to Osprey for two. Then after exchanging counters, he hits a stun dog millionaire where he sold it like a million bucks. No, that like, was that whole sequence before the stun dog was great. Yeah, because yeah, I think he hit him with like a nasty uh, enziguri too. Yeah, didn't he? definitely. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of action. I yeah, just Aussie to Open get to the was was really dope too. I like a lot of their tag. Yeah, I was just about together. to yeah, yeah about to highlight this one. Uh, Aussie Open hit Ramiro with a only thing I could call it is a butterfly suplex sit out Alabama slam combo. Whoa. Yeah, where one lifted the other like as if he was doing oh, the like the, the magic killer on the shoulders and like, kind, yeah, yeah, kind of. But he had a butterfly yeah, style. Yeah. Like he was going for the delayed butterfly, like oh, you had just shit. said, Albert. But he put it 
on his shoulders, and then he flipped them and sat out with it. It, it, it looked yeah, very vicious. Had quite a whiplash. Yeah. Uh, but uh, And it was a near fall, but Rocky uh, manages to rebound with a standing slice bread. Match breaks down as Rapongi goes for the Storm Zero, but Osprey actually super kicks Trent, which helps Fletcher execute a sunset powerbomb in the process. Yeah, that was And dope. then David hits what I can only call a deadlift sit-out pile drive. That's the one I was trying to figure out. Like, he picks him up and then, like— By the just, ankles, it, yeah. It was, like, almost like a— yeah, it was almost like how, how uh, AJ used to do like a, another version of the uh, the Styles Clash. Yeah, except he's like, no, nope, we're just gonna go uh, or so, just drill you. Or even like Devlin and Roddy yeah. kind of do that thing where they they pull like you they with pull the, you up, up short yeah, by your of, yeah. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, but this was like by the it was very, something I've never seen. The commentary was astonished. Osprey lands on his feet after missing a Sasuke special, but mm. gets taken out with a uh, crossbody from the top by Romero. As Trent hits a snapping tornado DDT on Fletcher, followed by an orange punch from Cassidy for the win. Post-match, we see Great O'Conn, Jeff Cobb make their way to ringside to check on the rest of the uh, United Empire. And then they collectively jump on the apron to advance on the faces when FTR's music hits to very much fanfare. Top guys enter the ring to even the odds, causing UE to stand down and uh, wait for Sunday. So, yeah, man. Uh, then we get a uh, backstage seg. I'm going to try to keep it short. Jay Lethal, right, Sunjay Dutt, and Satnam oh, Singh. They need to do more than this. That's yeah, I tell seriously. You that. I was thinking, like, it's kind of getting old now because um, there is no ring of honor I, to I give us so a weekly. I got so excited. I bought myself some new pencils. Like, yeah. Fuck out of here, bro. Exactly, yeah. Dutt is excited, like he said, about Singh's victorious debut, and he wants to fly to India to celebrate. Lethal says the best celebration is yet to come. When he becomes ROH uh, TV champ, soon as Samoa Joe gets back to work, then issues Joe an ultimatum to either return to work and defend his title or vacated to its rightful owner which would be him and then warns joe that the clock is ticking so you better make a decision soon I'm see they, they need to get that that boy out, out of tights and give him them uh them them diesel test as like leather pants yeah you know, like you know what i mean because he a got the bit. lane like he's too yeah. big to be rocking like some tights i i agree it looked very awkward he looked like he, and he and don't get me wrong he did he did well yeah but yeah yeah it just didn't it didn't do nothing for Jump me. Jump off the page to me. Like, you know? he, he was, Loki was dressed like an extra member of Sanity. <laughs> like, a little you know bit, what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's up with everybody? Doing? Mm, I don't know. Uh, Christian Cage. Uh, this is probably one of yes. the big ticket items, and I try to shorten this as much as I can. Christian Cage in-ring segment. He tells the live crowd to shut up, demands decorum, and then tells uh, Shivani he's not going to let uh, Jungle Boy eliminate him from last year's Casino Battle Royale and get away with it because he's a legend in this business and deserves more respect than that. He claims Jungle Boy also calls cost him a massive roster bonus and a chance to be fast-tracked to a world title shot, which uh, I guess is what inspired his, uh, what I call, deep cover act against Jurassic Express. Explains he hitched his wagon to uh, Jungle Boy's gravy train for the easy money. All he had to do was give it a little pep talk here and there and then cash his big fat paycheck. Uh, says he joined AEW to make a ton of money and the narrative that he's there to elevate younger talent is complete bullshit. Then dares the locker room to have a match that actually gets talked about more than a week after it's occurred or that changes the industry or let alone gets pay-per-views named after it. And if they wish to be on his pay grade, uh, that's what they got to do. Otherwise, eat his crumbs and like it. I, I just included that because I was like, this is some good heel work from you. I, right I did. Okay. But so it was a little wordy. I, I like the 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 verbiage he was going. Mm-hmm. 
but not the way he delivered it as the heel. Like it, I, I was hoping a little bit more serious. Like I, I love the fact that he said try to have a match that's talked about more for, for more than a week because it's like yeah, hello, you know yeah, what I mean? It, it's facts, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so but I, I love that. But it, it yeah. took a lot to get there. And, yeah, and, 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 I get and then to be like the guy who's always talking about let me just get one last match. Couldn't talk to Tony about getting another match to find himself well, an opportunity. I think like maybe, he had to wait this whole year. Very true, but I think maybe he wanted <laughs> to separate cover. himself, Christian Cage, separate from that. Actually, you know, yeah, he, no, yeah, he's too. He's too good. The same thing. He's a veteran. He doesn't need to qualify, so you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. It says Jungle Boy does have the talent, but not the killer instinct, and notes that uh, how they lost their titles after the one time he didn't give them pre-match advice, which I thought was key to mention. Footage plays of the interaction with uh, Jungle Boy's family off the air last week. Cage claims the, his sister has a crush on him and was only really mad because she wants him to be Jungle Boy's new oh, dad. Oh, I thought, he, I thought he was saying his mom. Oh, was may- sweet on him. May- maybe that's what it was. But he says that, uh, yeah, he wanted, uh, basically the sister was mad because she yeah. was hoping he'd be Jungle Boy's new dad, but he rode off into the sunset instead. And uh, then says he never wanted to be Jungle Boy's dad or father figure because he already has a dad, but he's dead, which everyone knew already. Yeah. And this is, and- though, it's a good thing that he is or else he'd be ashamed to see how Jungle Boy turned out. Very cheap heat, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, at the same time, not bad for him because I was, I was definitely surprised. They yeah, went yeah. There. You wanted to know, what, like, yeah, what was the line for this new direction of his? For yeah. sure, yeah. So, seeing as that, that's kind of where he's going. Mm-hmm. I'm still having hope. Um, like I said, I think we were talking about maybe a more serious version mm-hmm. of, of this, but yeah, I mean, I'm hoping it's not going to be another one one more match version of him. Yeah, you know we don't mean? want the, the chicken shit heel, basically. No. Uh, he uh, tells Jungle Boy Wish, to uh, enjoy his early retirement at the age of 25 and to stay gone when the Jurassic Express music hits. We see a luchasaurus storming down to the ring and uh, immediately goozles Cage in the corner. While choking, he somehow uh, convinces Lucha to let go of him so they can have a backstage conversation rather than uh, in front of the live crowd. Then gives a disingenuous hug before smirking at the crowd as they exit together. I had a problem with this because, yeah. I, like, I my feed was cutting in and out, so I thought he had said something to him that was like worth thinking about. Yeah, but hearing that that's how you know it just was as regular as it looked like as him saying, "Well, we should have this conversation. Let's just talk. Let's just talk." I'm well, like, he kept saying, "You're like you're like a son to me," and it's like, bro, you just oh talked God. about Jungle Boy having a dead dad, and as Luchasaurus, you would think there's nothing you could be convinced Espe- of after you hear that, especially right? when when he's like, "Dude, I'm like his big brother. That's like my little brother." Exactly, like, and how long I mean, they've known each other. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so that's why it was to me. I was like, "That's stupid." Mm-hmm. And. Uh, there's yeah. yeah. Uh, we get an undisputed elite backstage segment. Uh, we see footage of Sting's return on Rampage and Darby her injuring Fish. Uh, before Nick touts the Bucks' recent championship win last week, and uh, Matt talks about being the first ever two-time tag team champions, and confirms that they do plan on being at Forbidden Door while Kyle frets about Darby and Sting. Then Kyle plugs an eight-man tag that's scheduled with uh, El Fantasmo, uh, Hikaleo, and the Bucks teaming up against Darby, Sting, and friends. As Matt says, for one night only, they'll be back with the. Uh, Bullet Club to super kick the Forbidden Door down, then teases it's showtime. And then uh, just to jump ahead, <laughs> yeah, just to jump ahead, we did get a response from Darby and Sting who say, you know, uh, the Undisputed Elite saw what they did to Fish and then challenged Kyle's claim of being medically unclear to wrestle on Sunday. Uh, Darby says they're not coming alone, they're willing to get crazy, and then reveals their partners as Takagi, Shingo, and Hiromu Takahashi, uh, which no, I those think are, is pretty no, interesting. No, those are some two yeah. great picks. I just, again, and I didn't just, expect Sting to be there. 
there, but I think I always kept thinking this is probably gonna be in Japan. This will probably be in yeah, Japan. So it's like, oh, it's in Chicago. That's no, okay. oh, oh, you're right. I was gonna uh, say there's probably gonna be like a good buy rate for for that because they love them in Japan. But that's what I was thinking. It's, yeah. it's weird because, like I said, like it just seems like they're just jump starting all this stuff and trying it so hard to like lace logic. Yeah, because they, you know they, they they can't play with the deck that they wanted to play with for this pay per view. So now they're yeah. like, but isn't that like, hey, this is the perfect time for y'all to rely on the talent you you claim you've been building. Yeah, I agree. I I I would say like you know if and we'll get to it right now. I mean Ishii is yeah. in a different match, but it's hard not to think like a one on one between Miro and Ishii or Wardlow and some guy because there's you know, a lot Wardlow of multi man or something like yeah. There's you know, a lot like, of multi man where it's like okay, we I feel you, but we could have just had a like on some Survivor Series shit. Just like one I, versus yeah. One. What I'll say is that the the match card looks f- like fun, but it's, yeah, it I don't. It's gonna be fun to watch, but I don't. I, I'm anxious to see what the the standing, long standing. Yeah, results I was about to say be. it doesn't seem like there's gonna be any any long, cohesive, yeah, it, any right? long standing uh, decisions made pertaining on titles. Yeah, because I don't even know if they know what's gonna happen after this. Yeah, we'll between, see. But yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, Darby ends by saying they're gonna take out the uh, undisputed elite one by one. Sting says it's showtime come Sunday. Uh, we get a all Atlantic. Uh, quarterfinal malachi black versus pinta oscuro and uh miro he defeated ethan page last week we got uh pack is in there as well ishii as i mentioned is also part of that fatal four-way with the winner of this obviously joining them uh to crown the all-atlantic champion this sunday uh we see a good pace to start off the matches black misses an immediate black match oh is that match uh, forbidden as well yeah that four-way yeah which and, i think and they, and they just they just for we got to put it on the card. Why? Because we managed to, to well, fit when, a new Japan well, guy when, in there as well. So well, when they announced the inception of the belt, it was announced it was going to get decided then. Yeah, so no, I, I guess for me, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, yeah, but it's just four AEW guys. I'm like, oh, no, they managed to fit the new Japan guy in there to make it so it fits the criteria. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure, yeah, to some extent. So. Yeah. But, uh, they should have been the trios championships, especially with well, Osprey and, and Aussie Open he, right now. They're, keeps, they're pretty good. He keeps claiming that he's got them, like, at any time. and I mean, that's what we talked about when he unveiled the All-Atlantic. It just seemed like, oh, did you – jump the line for something we were actually expecting and is that why you did that it was because we weren't expecting this uh, another mid-card belt i guess it's weird which i'm not mad i mean it's clearly like uh, it's basically the new european title you know what i mean but i mean yeah it's like it's like intercontinental slash euro and then they have a tv title exactly so but uh uh, like i said we get a uh, immediate black mass from black to start off the match but he misses and eats a tope con hilo from penta but he seems to have landed on the floor awkwardly we see him uh black actually counter a fear factor after that but target his lower back throughout the rest of the match uh he then uses the environment and uh some working holds to continue working over that lower back during picture in picture uh we come back with black escaping a fear factor attempt on the apron only for penta to borrow a page from his brother phoenix and hit a rolling jumping cutter for two i was surprised and and, and shout out to him because he has gotten in better shape since, yeah I, since, uh, the last year i agree uh, Black nails Penta with a rising knee strike, then follows with his triangle Asai moonsault on the outside, and then hits a diving foot stomp inside the ring for two. Uh, Penta manages to actually hit an avalanche fear factor to Black, but yeah. slowly makes the cover due to his lower back, allowing Black to get the rope break. And uh, as we see Penta, he favors his back while attempting the... I used to... I mean, I know it's called Made in Japan sometimes. Sometimes it's called the Penta Driver. But he tries to go for it, favors his back, so he tries a super kick instead, only for Black to catch his foot and then counter with a Black Mass to the back of his head. 
said for the win. Uh, post-match, uh, we see Pac rush down into the ring to stare down Black while Alex Abrihantes actually checks on Penta. And then we see Miro uh, with a promo queuing up uh, on the screen, and he says, My God, a week after I called you out, the word of the All-Atlantic Championship came in. Is this your apology to me? All I wanted was my God, my gold, and my gorgeous wife, but you couldn't just help but test me, could you? Good, because I will walk through the forbidden door dragging all the bastards and all the pagans with me, and I will redeem them all. This Sunday at Forbidden Door, when I send you to meet your maker, you tell that coward the Redeemer wants to talk. Not a bad promo at all. No, this was uh, this was good. Definitely. I mean, I, I, I think, see, here's my thing. I did not think, I thought Paige was going to go on because you see Pac wins, right? He's the first one in. And you always hear about Miro refusing to work with Pac. So I'm trying to figure out that's how true. This, how this will work. That. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see if maybe bygones can be bygones now. Uh, we get a short vignette about Wardlow. He says uh, he always gets what he wants or he takes it. The only thing he wants right now is the TNT title. He's waited three years for the opportunity and no longer takes orders and now is coming for everything he wants and deserves. And uh, basically challenges Scorpio Sky to a title match once he's 100% healthy, which we already knew, and vows to bring him to Wardlow's world. I heard uh, he is... Uh volunteering himself to help bring in more of the the female contingent on the uh the fan side really wardlow yeah i'm sure yeah yeah yeah, exactly i'm sure he volunteered uh we get uh silas young yeah yeah this wasn't this wasn't they had a really good match i was surprised they didn't uh have what's his name from roh on commentary for this one oh whitmer yeah no no or not i mean that's a good one too but uh what's his name that uh, they oh, had oh, a couple yeah, times. Oh, yeah, yeah, not yeah. Rickabani, the other guy. Oh, Coleman. Coleman, yeah, Caprice. That I was surprised they didn't have him back. But uh, yeah, we see Adam Cole actually on commentary before Silas makes his entrance and Excalibur noting his uh, rivalry with Paige years ago in uh, Ring of Honor. We get a uh, uh, yeah, I mean the the decade days like back, exactly. Yeah, this is uh, we get a surprising yeah, kind of uh, technical stalemate between these hosses before Paige wins the War of Strikes. Paige clocks Silas with a lariat on the floor, and then takes him out with a Ari Hara moonsault. Before a uh, picture in picture. Is that how you say it? Uh, kind of. Uh, <laughs> Silas dominates Paige with a slingshot stomp, a running senton, and then a rope hung, uh, twisting neck breaker that would look pretty gnarly during picture in picture. Uh, then we see Paige return from the break with a mid rope superplex to Young and then follows with a fall away slam, kipping up right after. Uh, Silas does hit a Uranagi backbreaker and a lariat combo, but misses a diving attack and walks right into a buckshot lariat by Paige for the win. Post match, you see Adam Cole grab a mic and he uh, goes to start story time when Jay White's music hits. Uh, White enters and says he doesn't mean to interrupt story time, but feels he owes Cole an explanation for last week. He says as the catalyst for pro wrestling, he feels responsible for making Forbidden Door as big as it can possibly be, and because Cole has lost to Paige twice, he shouldn't be his opponent for this Sunday. White continues to tease his opponent that makes his way to the ring to tell Paige it's not going to be him either. Paige responds by smacking the mic from his hand, and a brawl ensues as Cole starts running down to join in. Paige quickly dispatches Cole on the floor, then lines up White for a buckshot lariat, but he gets low blowed from behind by Cole. And then White pummels Paige while we see Cole pick up the IWGP world title, and he looks to actually start stalking Jay from behind and kind of gets caught before recovering by trying to Nuh-uh. convince White, you right? Yeah. You can't prove <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, hand in the cookie jar. No, I was just cleaning the rim. No, I like, was like, waiting like, for you to, to notice what your surroundings. I was trying to see how 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 much this lid weighed. It just looked heavy. Like, like that. you know, that's how it came <laughs> up. But he recovers by convincing White 
tried to pick up Paige while he runs and smashes him in the face with the title, but Kazuchika Okada's music hits. Okada enters the ring, brings the fight to White and Cole while Paige rejoins the fight to even the odds. Okada and Paige tease a face-off, but the Hills get a second win, only to retreat up the ramp after an attempted Rainmaker. Uh, this is, a, I think, another example of uh, kind of rushing, because I figured it was going to be multi-man match. And this, uh, the fact Okada showed up got spoiled for me because really? they, Damn. it's YouTube, man. Every time this show goes off the air because it airs early, you know, for um, on the East Coast or whatever, you know, every time it's done, YouTube, I get notifications. It'll be like, oh, Kazushka Okada makes his debut on Dynamite. It's like, okay, so that's either in the main event or it's during Hangman segment. And yeah, you know what? You're right because when I got off of work, I had one of those headlines on the top of my phone where it just said, major New Japan star makes debut tonight. And I'm like. Thinking like oh it's probably like Ishii or some you know I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not thinking it's like anybody in in because because well, we just mm. talked about Okada leaving he's about to have a family and all this stuff yeah exactly so I'm not even thinking about Okada you know what I mean exactly so, but he was the last guy you know to drop that belt yeah. I think he was champion for like two years I think right something like that so or Man. I know Koda had it for a little bit too he but. he just he he's he's always had that title <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, regardless of what it looked like he's always had that thing mm-hmm. like definitely if. If Hiroshi has been the ace for that company, Okada's been the ace in the hole. Bro, you know like, I mean? it's, like it's, it's literally been them two, and then Jay White has, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Kenny, of course, but, you know. Yeah. But if you're talking about, like, native Japanese stars, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, Naito as well, obviously. I'm not going to, sh- uh, you know, shit on Naito. Oh, yeah, no. Exa- so, like, yeah, those, that's a probably good point the top too. three, or, and then the fourth being Kota, yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, I got one seg, two matches, and, of course, some match announcements, and then uh, we'll quickly get into some predictions for Forbidden Door. Prediction. Uh, we got a, uh, I'm going to just try to wrap this up. Backstage segment, the baddies. Uh, Velvet was apparently injured on Friday. Yeah. Uh, by Statlander, and but the show must go on. And Jad Bra- uh, Jade Braggs, <laughs> Jad Braggs, Jade Braggs, is she still undefeated? Stokely reveals they're looking for a new baddie, then unveils the uh, what I call the requirements of consideration, but warns his sisters in Christ to keep their picks PG. While Jade tells Tony to cut the shit. Uh, Athena and Statlander actually respond by mocking Jade, and then uh, pretty much announcing they've recruited Willow Nightingale. Now I don't know. I'm not mad at that, but it's like. Where so, because from? Velvet's out, Jay, Anna Jay's out of it, too? Well, you know it's, I mean? well it's weird. Well, going back, though, um, Willow... She didn't. She um. She had a, a title match, right? Or like she had a promo with Stokely. Like yeah, she had a match yeah, against Jade, about, right? Yeah, about how they they've crossed paths before. And yeah, she had her match with Jade this past Friday, which I'm guessing is where all that melee happened, where Velvet got hurt. But um, uh, yeah, it's just weird, you know, because like, like I said, this whole thing started with like Anna Jay being on the side, you know, the the, the battle lines, and now she's kind of missing. So I don't know if it was contingent that it had to be Velvet versus Jay because they were planning some long term storylines. I don't hurt? know. I don't know. That's what I was because trying to Because then I think about too. it, the, the uh, Dark Order had a, a bit on BTE, mm-hmm. and they say something like, yeah, even even people who aren't, like, uh, like Hangman's there, he's like, and that goes for, for even members of the Dark Order that aren't here, right? And you're thinking he's talking about Stu. Yeah. And then you hear someone in the background, yeah, Anna. And I'm like, yeah, wait, why, where is Anna? I'm like, well, wondering, like, she's usually always on, you know? So I was huh. like, maybe she got hurt or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. It's, it's possible. Uh, but speaking of the women's division, we have uh, Marina Schaffer with yeah, the, uh, the not, problem, right? Yeah, the problem. Actually, with a very interesting. Schaffer, the problem. Uh, <laughs> a recent alliance, apparently, that formed earlier this week in AEW with uh, Nyla Rose. As All right. Was, yeah, uh, yeah, a, yeah. A company to the ring. And I think you were telling me that. Yeah, when saw... I was at Rampage, they had a few dark matches. And I remember they teamed up. 
Um, I can't remember. It's against like a, a. They did a little quick squash tag match. But oh, okay. Yeah. Just kind of established it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she uh, takes on Tony Storm and uh, commentary notes Shafir's recent alliance. Uh, uh, you know, like I said, on AEW. But uh, the match starts, and after fighting for position, we see Storm hit a misdirection basement drop kick. Uh, Shafir actually sends Storm outside with a shoot kick, then distracts the referee while Nihilus sneaks in a running senton on the floor. Uh, but Storm, she bounces back and hits a desperation headbutt, then manages a tornado DDT off the still steps into the floor. Then counters a judo throw with a snap German suplex, following up with a running hip attack in the corner like we love to see her do. And then uh, Storm actually <laughs> gets distracted by Rose long enough for Shafir to try the pump handle slam. But Storm uh, escapes and uh, counters into a bridging roll-up pin for the surprise win. Uh, post-match, we do see Nyla storm the ring and attack Storm from behind. And then, of course, Shafir joins in on jumping her when Thunder Rosa runs down to even the odds. She makes a save as Tony curiously uses Rosa's title to take out Nyla. Rose before slowly returning it back to Rosa as they continue to build their match at a forbidden, uh, forbidden door with stare downs and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, it, I'm excited for the matchup, but it seems like to be the only one on the card that's not involving a New Japan. Uh, yeah, team. I was thinking that too, which, I mean, they could stretch it out to blood and guts. It's just another week. Yeah, so very true. But, uh, and then uh, we got some match announcements for uh, Rampage and, of course, Dynamite. Uh, we got uh, VT, uh, DKC, I should say. I believe Dylan Kyle Cox yes, uh, sir. taking on Hook of uh, Team Taz. We got Andrade Elidolo taking on Ray Phoenix as Phoenix looks to get some uh, comeuppance since uh, getting low blowed the way he did in that uh, Casino Battle Royal. Man, it's every man for himself. You need to get over that shit, Yeah, man. for real. There's no rules in that. Or or honor, right? Especially when the title and, and, matches in, in, he's the, like, in the win. I want to talk to your boss. <laughs> like, are we doing this again? Well, even I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought it was the the vignette they try to use didn't really say much. It's like Phoenix is like, when you showed up, you wanted the Lucha Bros to work for you, but we don't work for anybody. So this Friday, and it's like that was a weird transition. <laughs> <laughs> you know, You're like, uh, you talking about shit that happened? Why are you talking about all shit? Yeah, ser- seriously. Uh, we uh, see, unless he's trying to do Lucha Bros versus Roosh and him. I mean, I'm not mad at that, hey, but I but mean, I thought they missed out on. They're probably including... doing it because because both both of them can't appear on the show. Well, Roosh is right? not signed with anybody, so no, that's no, why. I, I'm yeah. kind of mad that they. I mean, it sucks that this whole AAA versus CMLL, yeah, the contractual and, stuff. You know, yeah. because it's hard not to think it'd be cool to see. And I'm not sure what Naito was up to right now. I don't know if he's injured or whatnot, but to oh, have but him have, involved like, with in some, Gobernos, like yeah, all across the board, that yeah, that would that would have yeah. been really cool to see. So, uh, Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez curiously are being uh, advertised for being in tag action together. So I don't, I've never seen yeah. the tag, but that's definitely an interesting pairing. Yeah, they're 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 going against a couple of um. Uh, Indie names, couple stenads. Well, I I don't want to call them like they're not greenhorns by any chance because I've seen them before. I follow, I think one of them. So, mm. you know, it's just a, you know giving them a look and possibly doing an enhancement match okay. is what it is. So, and then uh, we have Cash Wheeler of FTR taking on Jeff Cobb of the United mm. Empire. Uh, so that should be a good singles match. I, I was just saying or uh, thinking to myself the other day uh, how. Dax has been getting a lot of spotlight, but he, you know, even though they're both very technically sound, I, I noticed that Cass takes a little bit more risk than him sometimes. True. Yeah. Uh, especially like going off the air with the frog splash or the splash for the, was it the yeah, power Yeah, I was just thinking that too. Like that. I mean, he, he also tried for that springboard 450 when they lost against yeah, the Bucks. Too. Exactly. Yeah. And he's done that before in NXT a couple times at the same I mean, spot. I remember even watching a guy like that hit the uh, the Gory Bomb, thinking like, yeah. you're not a guy I think would hit that, but it's actually an effective move. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. But uh, yeah, I, I was just liking their personalities to like Dak seems to be 
more like Brett, while Cash is a little bit more high flying, like Owen a little bit. You know, oh, okay. yeah, I can see that. The, you know, spinning I can, yeah, heel I definitely kicks see that. And all that, you know, all that stuff. But uh, and then of course Wednesday, June 29th, Detroit, Michigan, and the Little Caesars Arena. We have Detroit, blood what? and guts taking place. TBS. Devil's night, baby. Yeah, no. we'll, <laughs> we'll see what's up. But uh, this takes us to the main event of the night. Of course, it's uh, Chris Jericho, the Wizard, uh, teaming up with Suzuki Goons, Lance Archer, and uh, taking on John Moxley, and he's teaming with his opponent for the AEW title interim of course at uh, Forbidden Door the ace Hiroshi Tanahashi uh, the match kicks off in a brawl uh, but we do end up seeing Moxie drop some early elbows to Jericho but then he gets distracted by some uh, Sammy Guevara at ringside allowing Jericho to hit a triangle drop kick Archer takes out Mox on the floor with a cannonball senton from the apron as Sammy and Tay get some cheap shots in during picture in picture uh, then Jericho goes for the line saw but Mox get the knees up and uh, he hot tags Tanahashi who clears house hits Jericho with a springboard crossbody and second rope rolling senton for two and then uh, we see him counter a walls of jericho attempt but eat a code breaker from jericho before yeah, mox takes out uh archer at ringside with the suicide dive uh tanahashi uh, i should say tanahashi not tanahashi <laughs> hits a high f- uh i'm sorry high fly flow i always have a hard time saying that high fly flow yeah, you, you gotta say it slow yeah uh after ducking a judas effect but jericho rolls through and actually i say locks like kevin in. kelly yeah there you go <laughs> uh, he rolls through and locks in the walls of jericho before mox Breaks the hold with a cutter, and uh, we see Tanahashi hit Archer with a sling blade and tag in Mox, who counters the blackout with a paradigm shift, who then tags yeah, Tanahashi back in to hit a diving frog splash for the win. Post-match, we see Mox and Tanahashi begin to exchange it, words. This is a mess. Yeah, when Kingston because, and Yuta rush down to bring the fight to Jericho and Sammy at ringside, Kingston throws a chair at Sammy's face just before Minoru Suzuki slowly emerges. Okay, down the yeah, ring. yeah, I was going to ask. That was, he, he was probably the only one to look gangster in this whole thing. Yeah. The way he just, he's like, I heard there was a violent party, and yeah. someone forgot my invite. Yeah, exactly. Like, it seems the door is left unlocked. Yeah, like uh-huh. yeah, he literally, like he slipped in the back. Like I heard there was some uh, some blood going on in oh, here. Yeah. <laughs> he joined. Uh, he joins the fray as Yuta and Suzuki brawl on the ramp. We see Shota uh, Uminu, yeah. and the rest of the JAS as well as Proud and Powerful all run down to join the brawl. As uh, we see yeah. agents and security spill out, they're trying to do the whole pull apart. They are. While yeah, they're Mox trying. And but... Tanahashi are. I guess they're just still inside the Bro, ring, th- remaining unbothered why, and still changing words. They so. took way too long to pan to them. Yeah, very they much They kept so. mentioning, and they're just in the ring just staring at each other. I'm like, it'd be nice to see it. Well, that's been my whole problem with this thing is that because there's an interim title match in the, uh, you know, on the yeah, horizon, it's, it's kind of really it's, it's taken, kind of a mess. It's taken up lie. a lot of Mox's uh, involvement in this uh, to help sell it, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I, it just, it's hard not to feel like, are you otherwise, like, Distracted with uh, one, like you said, one of the biggest matches in your career well, to worry about blood and guts that you kind of got dragged into. It, it kind of makes know, sense. This, though, this rivalry, like when you think about it, he's the only, like the one of the original guys from the you know ground floor of things as far as coming in. One of the bigger names that that you know defected towards AEW, who already had like this you know uh, a reputation as well with New Japan mm-hmm. as an American, so. It almost would have made sense if they would have just gotten behind him as the horse to kind of open that up, anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I so could, yeah. But but now it just seems like the way you're saying it's like almost like a like a runner up where he's yeah, kind of having to it, fill it, in it, these it, shoes it, and sell these tickets and sell this viewership. It's either that right? or it just seems like he's burning at both ends. Of oh, the, he's definitely you know? burning the midnight oil. Bro. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what's bet. getting me is like it just feels like it's too much. Especially and a they're week. a week. Yeah, yeah exactly. not even a week. Like say, like yeah. was it? It's Sunday five days and then or three days. Four days. Yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. So no, yeah, it is Sunday. It's not Saturday. Yeah, right. So it's the three days after. 
And, and the thing is, it's a hard-hitting New Japan match, so it's not going to be a, walking out on oh, stage. it's not going to be a walk in the park. Yeah, by exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, that was dynamite as yep, we, yep. Uh, you know, go off the air trying to, like you said, push the buys for uh, Forbidden Door. And that actually brings me to the final segment of this podcast episode, my friend. Predictions. Yeah. Are you writing these down? I don't know if you Oh, yeah, are. I'm writing them down. Okay. I, I got I, was it. Say, I don't know if I can remember all these names. Oh, no, I got you, man. <laughs> I got you. Uh, we got the uh, buy-in for Forbidden Door. Uh, and I'm just I'm just going in the order that they advertise these. I have no idea what the order is. I doubt it's going to go the way they said it, but I'm, that's just how I'm, I'm saying it, rattling it off, right? Uh, we got the buy-in. It's the Gun Club, which includes Daddy Billy, uh, <laughs> Daddy Ass or whatever. Daddy called. Ass, baby. Yeah, and Max Caster. Uh, uh, of course, Austin and Colton are going to be in there, too. So we have an eight-man tag taking on the New Japan Dojo with uh, DKC, Kevin Knight, Alex Coughlin, and Yuya Demura. So, I, I literally was just talking to y'all about Kevin Knight. Mm-hmm. You and, definitely and, were. And Coughlin is someone that we've been seeing a lot of lately. That's awesome. Yeah. I wonder if that's one of those things that they negotiated when AEW is like, hey, could you help us with featuring some of our LA Dojo guys? Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. They did mention L.A. Dojo when uh, they brought up uh, uh, I thought DKC. I heard something about that. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, who you got on this, man? Um, I'm going with uh, the, the Scissor Boys, baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I put ass claimed as well. Um, <laughs> I forgot the ass uh, claimed. It's just hard not to use that. But, uh, oh, I, but it's crazy because when you look at the flyer, you're just kind of like um, – these guys look like they take wrestling more serious than the ass boys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I wonder what's going to happen. I mean, it wouldn't be a bet. It's not like these four guys can't take losses. You know, I mean, Max Caster's had a lot of uh, trying matches with big names, you know, who, that have come who, in. So. I wonder, mm, I'm thinking it might be Colt. We might see Colt. No, we, you know, it might be a power uh, game, uh, the power game. Yeah. No, you know what? Billy. Go, It'd probably be Billy and Coughlin, right? Trying to, that's what I was thinking. That, I'm, I'm going to go gonna be Japan, kind of, though. This is going to be actually. entertaining, though. I like, uh, especially when you mentioned the names involved. Mm-hmm. I want I want them to get a good look, so that's going to be good. Yeah. That's All what's right. up. I got you down for Ask Clean. I'm going to go with New Japan instead. Just to All right, switch, yeah, switch no worries. Up. And then, of course, the AEW Interim World Title Match. Again, not in order, guys. Uh, John Moxie taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi. I myself, I'm just going to go Moxie because I. Again, I'm kind of perplexed to figure out what the long-term relationship of New go Japan to, I'm going and AEW. I mean, it would it, it would make it a lot more interesting. Because you know, at the end of the day, you know, both companies know one of their guys got to lose. Yeah. But to me, what's more intriguing, CM Punk versus versus uh, Moxley's? To me, it's too soon. Yeah, a little bit. And I think to make up for him not being able to do the Forbidden Door, him versus a New Japan guy would be a better. Yeah type of deal so i'm gonna go tanahashi and you know i mean i'm still gonna stick with mox but now that i think about it it feels too soon to make him champion again even if it is interim Cause, um, yeah because what do you do you know to again, be the first next... two-time champ right but then also to go into blood and guts is champ yeah and then how do you balance that yeah with you know what i mean i guess you don't have to look over your shoulder for cm punk until he's ready to come back but very still... true We'll see. Yeah. Uh, this brings us to the other heavyweight championship match on the card, IWGP heavyweight championship. Yeah. Hangman Page, Kazuchika Okada, uh, Adam Cole, all uh, trying to take away that uh, heavyweight title from Jay White this Sunday. Um, who you got, man? I got Jay White, and I'm not a Jay White fan. Uh, and I say that not because I don't like him. I don't call myself a fan if I'm just someone who's getting into somebody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, heard a lot about Jay White, seen the T-shirts, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Um, 
a lot of his matches in, in the beginning of me trying to get into him in New Japan, they were kind of like watching like Seth and Randy just kind of like long and mm-hmm. drawn out. Technical, but not necessarily like, uh, what's the word? Um, calculated in yeah, a sense. Yeah, you know I mean? almost, yeah. Yeah, you know, but to the point where it was almost the same match the whole every time you'd see him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like what, he, what he's done anytime he's popped up in AEW. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it's really been short and sweet, right? Really. Yeah, because I was going to say it's either him or Okada I see, mm-hmm. because only because Cole already has a belt, the the Owen Hart belt. Yeah, but he's not defending that thing. I, he he's still putting it on his shoulder. Like I he mean, is, I'll so. be honest, I don't even think he should be part of the match. You know, what I mean, I, I, if, nah, if it was I mean, up to me, I would have added him in the can match. Can you imagine the eight man that we were talking to about? To me, this earlier. would have been the perfect way to bring back Marty. And people would have been excited for that. Yeah, probably. I I really expected it to be Omega, um, because we were talking about how he had. He's been trolling that, online that, too. Yeah. Bit, yeah, but there was that sweatshirt or that shirt that just dropped, and I'm just kind of yeah. like, well, why now? I mean, there's been so much time since his his injury that it he could have dropped. An, and it was an exclusive design. Oh, okay. And and almost like they were gonna no longer have it, but I'm like, it's exclusive because it was a one time mm. limited print during a certain era of his. Yeah, or what? And he's and, or is it because this is like a top. Tuesday type of joint, but yeah, yeah, it said like coming to collect. I'm like, oh wait, wait, hold up. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Is it's this like, recent or during the title collecting yeah, or the, the belt collecting? For one to collect, so, they have to start a collection. So that's why it's like, oh, is he going to be? You coming, know, and, coming and, to collect what he, he he lost, huh? Yeah, we'll see, man. But uh, I, it, it's just weird for me to see Adam Cole be part of this. I'll, I'll be honest, but um, Omega may still make appearance in that match. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Fatal Four Ways don't tend to have uh, regular rules, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Jay White as well. Uh, we got a uh, Fatal Four Way again, AEW All Atlantic Championship to crown the inaugural champion, uh, Malachi Black, Pack, Miro, Tomohiro Ishii. I'm gonna go Miro on this. I mean, I think Black would be a good champ, but I don't Who's know what what go, it's Ishii, Miro, Pack, and Black. I just don't see what Gold does for a faction like the House of Black. Um, Pack. I think will look weird being the only champion amongst the Lucha Brothers. Uh, no, the only reason I say no is because the Lucha Bros were champs when he wasn't champ. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. Because so, yeah. I, I was going to say I could see either Ishii or or Pac. To be honest, okay. Ishii would make sense because that's how you kind of continue that relationship. Relationship, yeah. yeah. With, with and he's Japan. lost every time, right? That he's come over, basically. It, it, AW uh, Rampage or whatever. Who did he face last time? Was, I think did, last did he time he, with someone? he teamed up with Orange Cassidy, and I that's think it what was it a was. losing effort. And then he lost to Adam Cole for him to qualify in the Yeah, Owen. that's true, too. So, Well, he, he won his qualifier to get in the four-way. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, there you go. Um, but I'm going to go But pop. at a New Japan Dominion show yeah, <laughs> or true. whatever it was. Yeah, it was All right, you're going to go pack. Yeah, you're right. You're like, he didn't wrestle one of our guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm going pack uh, only because I don't see Miro being a double uh, mid-card champ. That dude needs to begin to shots at the world title. Like, I, I don't get me wrong; on? it's not that I don't want that, but I, I feel and he like can, he can lose in a multi-man match where he's not the one getting pinned. Yeah. So, but I think because Miro seems like he's sort of organically becoming a face a little bit, that that might hmm. be the direction they're going in. Because I don't know if they're serving up Sky 
for Wardlow, but you know they, they we already have a heel mid card champ, so I don't know. Yeah, that's true. We'll see. Uh, this takes me to the uh, AEW Women's who, World who'd Championship. Who did you go for? You went uh, Miro, Miro, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. AEW World uh, Women's World Champ Women or oh, World's Women's Championship. Eddie Queenston. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Tony Storm taking on uh, the reigning champ Thunder Rosa. Yeah, this is. I think this is going to be the more intriguing challenge mm-hmm. uh, to date for Thunder Rosa. Obviously, they've done the same that they have always done any, anytime they crown a new women's champion mm-hmm. and that's uh totally take them off tv yeah <laughs> and, pretty and much build up their challenger for some reason yeah if your name's um, not a uh, brit yeah so much. i mean I, i'm gonna go thunder rose is gonna win same but i mentioned i'm definitely excited for the match mm-hmm. and how we get to that conclusion yeah i'm hoping that this match helps champion her as a legit champion because i feel like a lot of people are back and forth on yeah uh, again it's the way that so they, they back off of featuring the champ like yeah even, you know again they saw what they did with hangman when he won too you know so yeah. it was like i don't know they're just really weird with that shit i don't know what it is all right let me um because it's not like they're out here doing press <laughs> you know what i mean they ain't doing press runs like, yeah. like they're doing in wwe so exactly five more matches and i'll try to get to oh these. damn so yeah i'm th- I didn't uh, know that much okay yeah, yeah. let's go winner take all iwgp world tag team championships and a ring of honor same world tag team championships <laughs> uh ftr taking on jeff I, cobb I, and great o'conn and Rapunzel. excited Dice. for for how they formed this matchup i didn't know which way they were going with how they're going to use ftr yeah. uh, on this card but seeing as there's tag team action i mean Come on, let's go. So let me ask, because I haven't seen them with the AAA championships. Did they lose those? Because no. that's the, been the thing I've been worrying or they, trying I to think compare. They, they have them still because they still uh, announce them as such. Mm-hmm. But I think they're kind of being political with, well, the, with the AAA stuff. Well, that's, the, and that was my point was it's mm-hmm. crazy to think, hey, nope, we can't have Andrade over here because he's with, with AAA, but then you got these guys who are reigning tag champs at AAA and they're having a match, you know? So it's Yeah, just, it, it's uh, it's weird. Yeah, I think they were like, that's why we haven't seen them on TV mm-hmm. as the champs because they've been downplaying that. So who who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, we got the IWGP United States Championship: Orange Cassidy taking on reigning champ Will Ospreay. Though, like oh, I said, there are some odd. like weird things with that because Juice Robinson is claiming he's the real champion. Uh, but I'm, I feel like I'm gonna go uh, no contest. I think Juice is gonna run in and. You know, I'm I'm going Osprey, mm-hmm. and I think Juice is going to attack attack him at the end of the match. Because I just don't see why you would set Orange Cassidy up to take such a huge L after just returning. You know, I mean so that's why. I to don't... be honest, too, you seen the way that Osprey's low key been selling mm-hmm. him as a threat. Yeah, exactly. which has been kind of surprising me. Very much so. Yeah. Um, but you know what? This is should be a cool one. I mean, he just had a banger with Dax. Mm-hmm. And I would think that him and Dak probably had to talk some things out in the ring as well. Yep, I would say <laughs> because, so. Because, you know, he's they're both one to run their mouths and all that good stuff. So, but yeah, I'm going Osprey. And uh, I think, yeah, if I think we, we will probably see Juice, there's no reason why they're they're not. I mean, they've been doing two things consistently when it comes to this uh, buildup bringing up Bullet Club, mm-hmm. and then they'll bring up little things like, oh, you know, stuff that people wouldn't know unless they tune in regularly to New Japan product, which is the fact that Juice Robinson has the belt, right? Yeah. They ain't saying this stuff for no reason, so, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But, yeah, that's what I got. My bad. Yeah, four no, more. No, right? no, no, you're good. Uh, next we got, I believe it is the uh, trios match. It's uh, Chris Jericho, Minoru Suzuki, Sammy Guevara, uh, taking oh, on, is it uh, trios? Ed, yeah, Shh. going against Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota uh, Uminu. 
or Umino. I'm going to just go for the heels on this one because I feel like they need to continue to stack the deck after winning Anarchy in the Arena before in, they in go that to case, Blood and Guts. Uh, let, let me raise you a fireball to uh, Moxley's protege's face. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's... You're going to go the same, but predict a fireball? I'm going to say opposite, but a fireball. Okay, like, so you're going for the faces, but you're assuming there'll be a fireball. Who's coming. on that team again? It's Yuta. Yuta, Kingston, and uh, Umino. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going for that. I'm going for them to win, and then but they got a 10, okay, 10 to Moxley's boy. Okay, I'll give you an extra point if uh, <clears throat> a I mean, fireball. Again, that that's just leaning on the fact that that's how you get. That's how you continue the, the world title feud with Mox. Specifically, Umino. In case, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All uh, right, and then uh, we have. Uh, so this will probably be another case of um, uh, extra points. Zack Sabre Jr. taking on mystery opponent, handpicked by Brian. Yeah, I was gonna ask you who you thought it was. I mean, so I, at first I'm gonna go, I'm going to pick the mystery person. Yeah, okay. as winning, and then the and for extra point, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume Cesaro. Yeah, I, I was thinking. Who else could it be, really, right now? Gargano, probably. Um, people were thinking of him, too. But, but I don't see there being... I feel like Brian's knows Cesaro. is closer to Cesaro than he is Gargano. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like... And who fits the bill for BCC. Obviously, they probably maybe have met each other through the indies. Mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit of time in between their runs, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gargano and, and, and uh, Danielson. So, yeah. I don't know. But he could be speaking from experience of facing him in the ring as far as, like, oh, this guy is, like, he's top-notch, yada, yada, yada. But yeah. I can't think of anyone else besides Cesaro. And the only reason However, I really lean towards Cesaro is because he's more aggressive in terms of being, like I said, they kept streaming it through the commentary, who's the quote-unquote newest member of Black pool combat and, club and they, hey they regal recently, you want to give us some teases you know like that they, they recently had yuda even come out they asked him if uh how he would feel if cesaro mm-hmm. were to be part of that and so that was a recent um interview question he had maybe a week ago too yeah. so the only thing that that made me question is because this is supposedly the same person that will be taking his spot in the blood and guts match as well so you yeah. gotta think about cesaro teaming up with eddie kingston Ooh. Damn, that's a good point. But then you got somebody that can that does equate to Brian in terms of like not liking him. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, it's like true. it's like replacing him with Punk. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But that is that, but you know what? I will. The one thing we we've, we've seen is Kingston will do business. Yeah, you know and, what I mean. So and he's a, he's a great worker, and not mm-hmm. just in the ring, but meaning like the way he works things. Yeah, who are you um, going for? Uh, this is the Zack Saber or mystery opponent, and then who do you think the mystery is? I think for the sake, okay, it has to be the mystery opponent because you wouldn't pick someone that's going to lose. That's going to that you know don't don't trip guys. That was just one match, but in a week, yeah, we're gonna in three days, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna go the mystery guy. Okay, and you're you're and, choosing... and I'm I'm thinking this is I don't know who else it could be to be honest. Okay, and then we... just given the parameters, like I don't, I I, I agree. And then we have our final match, uh, which is I, – I wonder if this was Sting who came up with this. Bullet Club uh, and the Young Bucks teaming with Hikaleo yeah, and uh, El Fantasmo. And then the Dudes with Attitudes is Sting <laughs> – I guess Team Sting is well, called. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the, the shirt you're wearing right now, and it literally says two dudes with attitudes in the middle. Yeah. So it's like – that's why I was like, can they even use that? I, I don't know. But uh, – Sting, Darby, of course, uh, teaming up with, uh, we previously use... said earlier, uh, uh, Takagi Shingo and yeah. uh, Hiromu uh, it's, Takahashi. Was it a, is it eight on eight? Or is it yeah, f- it's a, it's a, no, it's a four on four. Uh, eight I'll, man tag. 
I was thinking, I'm like, why, why, why couldn't, unless WWE owns it, like, he couldn't use one of his old, like, War Games uh, uh, stable names, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Stinger's whatever, I forgot, like Stinger's Army or something. Yeah, Stinger Stampede or something. So, something, yeah, you from, know what I mean? But, I'm uh, sure, yeah. That's, it's weird, because again, like, again, it just, you could tell that they had to just throw people on this card. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to so. go BC. I don't know why, but it's the most BC centric match on the card, and I mean it makes sense for them to continue, yeah, uh, the win if, since they just and you know what? Interesting enough, I was thinking, do you think the Hardys were originally going to take those titles in a three way if it wasn't going to be the Bucks? I think it was always going to be the Bucks, but I thought really? maybe okay. the Bucks would have been uh, part of a different tag title match. I guess I hundred percent would have thought so, especially because they've been throwing the twos up for mm-hmm. the two time, and we know who likes to throw those yeah, twos exactly. up. You know, so I thought exactly. they were going to be involved with that. But yeah, I'll go Bullet Club too. It's just weird because to me, I feel like the people they're kick, they're they're teaming up with, they don't they've never really teamed up with before. Yeah, it's they kind may of, be I mean, Hikaleo. With. That's about it. But yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, because who's it? Like you said, oh, it was Phantasma too, right? Yeah. And, so, that's, and, that, and that's new Bullet see, Club with old Bullet and I, Club. I, so. I really want to say the face is a win, and I think they probably will. But, again, it's, like, literally the only Bullet Club-centric match that's on here. I wanted to see Bullet Club versus the uh, the Elite. Yeah, that's what I thought we were going to get at some point. Especially uh, Gallows and, An- and Anderson, they just, uh, I think yeah. it's safe to say they re-signed with TNA or Impact because oh, okay. they just came back and beat uh, the Briscoes for the titles again. Oh, okay. Um Damn, that, that was. Yeah, I don't know if match. you saw America's Most Wanted came out after yeah. the end of that match. You see I, that? I heard that Davy Richards returned in a segment uh, to to probably to during that honor. Eddie Edwards. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say probably for that honor no more. But at the end of the tag match between the Briscoes and the Good Brothers, uh, America America's Most Wanted music hit, and it was both of them, Chris Chris uh, Harris. And uh, James Storm. I did. Out, yeah, yeah. I, actually, yeah, I did hear that. So are they back together? Or? I don't know. They did. They, 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 it, it was just it was like a slam anniversary. Yeah, because I heard they so, did the reverse battle royal. And yeah, all they were stuff. doing a lot yeah. of like stuff, like even and a, a Queen a- of the a- Mountain match. I heard. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, AJ Styles even had a video where he I paid homage, uh, mm-hmm. which people Sting were, as well. I heard people were like, "What's up with Samoa Joe?" He's like, "I wasn't asked to make a video." So. Oh. Mm. Suck on that. <laughs> well, that was the card for Forbidden Door. I think it's about 10 matches, including the buy-in. Hey, so. you know what? One thing that's good when you think about it is this match with New Japan being involved. They have a women's match on this card. I didn't they do, think yeah. About like yeah, that, I didn't so. think about that, too. Yeah. Yeah, so this, this, I'm really this should trying be cool. To figure out the fate. I'm trying to think if I'm still go B. Because even though, like, I just feel like, is there more money in the fact that they win as BC? Or is there more money in the fact that they they can't get on the same page and then they could strengthen the Especially because of the fact stuff. that Adam Cole was still in that match with Jay White. Yeah. It, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where it's just, uh, again, long-term, where does this go? I mean, I, the just book, for the sake of monotony, breaking up monotony, I'm going to go d- the dudes. The dude, the, the, the dudes. The dudes with twos. The dudes with twos. <laughs> but, yeah, that is Forbidden Door. Um, that's this Sunday, man. Uh, I believe it starts at – it says uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, so it looks like it will probably be on – was it 4 o'clock? Or time West Coast, so yeah. that should be a uh, pretty, pretty, pretty fun. Yeah, watch. it should be but, like uh, four thirty for the buy-in. Yeah, probably something but, like that. But um, yeah, that's the show, man. That is the show. Um, I want to thank y'all for doing what y'all do, man. Again, picking us to be your uh, your weekly uh, wrestling um, informer, pretty much, man. We're just sure. doing our thing, uh, commenting on the latest news and trying to give y'all the the latest updates as well, man. As long with the hottest takes on uh, everything going on in wrestling, um, do what y'all do, man. If you're not already. 
just follow us at doing what we do on social media, man. That is at the Quincy Jones Show on Instagram, at Quincy Jones Show on Twitter, at the Quincy Jones Show on TikTok, and backslash the Quincy Jones Show on uh, Facebook as well. Uh, please also note, man, you can also hit us up at the Quincy Jones Show at gmail.com. If maybe you're in the business or, you know, you're a sponsor that might be interested in doing business, hit us up, man. Or if you're interested in uh, possibly, you know, grabbing some merch from us, we still got the pocket tees. It's hot out here, y'all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't be digging in your, in, in your pockets. You know, your pants is under fire. You know, you got the ultraviolet rays. Why, why, why burn the fingertips when you can put it right there in your chest pocket? Don't do it to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right next to that, that, that little harder than yours right now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's Easy, peasy, respect yourself. Ten dollars, Buster. Love yourself. We got these sizes on deck. Just hit us up, and and again, um, make sure you always check us out every Friday. You know, we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Castbox, and of course, the lovely people at True100Radio.com. And on that note, yes, sir. Can't wait to see y'all tomorrow night, man. Yeah, main event mm-hmm. going on at nine thirty, I believe, man. DFL baby, got a cool fifteen minutes set. It's been yes, a while. Uh, dead effing last, you effing marks. But you know what? Read them and weep. Hey, you know it takes a little bit of pressure to create diamonds and uh, diamond mines forever. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Uh, come check us out at the Continental Room mm-hmm. in Ful- uh, Fullerton. We're doing pre-sales right now. Uh, hit up uh, at True 100 Radio to uh, get all that information on the tickets and stuff and like that, T- man. That's at T R U, the number one, right? Or yeah, the, number one, the word hundred. Yeah, radio, radio, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. On, I on mean, Instagram. Yeah, again, this is gonna be a dope show. So uh, one of our first ones back as a team. Um, you know, yes, Doc, he, he's done shows where I've like hyped for him and vice versa. Uh, he might ask me to you know maybe jump on one song on the set stuff like that, but an actual tower show. It's been a minute, man. So oh, yeah, no, it's been it's it's it's. The first time in a long time. Yeah. But it's going to be a fun time. That's yeah. If y'all know how it goes down, you already know the vibes. Ain't no mm-hmm. show like a Mega Tower show, man. Never so been. make sure you tune in. Check me out as well as Doc Lesnar on Spotify right now. Get familiar, bro. Yeah, we the ones. We the ones, for sure. We we And, and we don't just say that in jest, man. We we prove it. And, yeah. we, and we look forward to proving it. And, and it's just what we do, man. I mean, a day in the life, if y'all ain't witnessed it, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Show up Saturday. It is what it is. OC. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna oh, have fun, yeah. man. Like it's Orange County. Come down and see the Tower Gang show. We telling you right now. Quincy Jones man. show. We will be there, obviously in a professional uh, you know, capacity. capacity, and then we'll be yeah. hitting that stage and ripping the roof off the place and the door off the hinges per usual. As Quincy Jones told you, man, you can go ahead and find us on every platform that you stream your music. Yes, sir. whether it's Spotify, Amazon, Tidal, iTunes, Apple Music, all the above. Just go ahead and hit that search bar, whether it's Mega Towers or of course, spell it out with me, D O C L E. S-N-A-R, there I are, R. boom, for you and yards, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, go ahead and check out This Is Awesome, uh, the most prolific wrestling-inspired hip-hop project there's ever been Facts. in years. <laughs> uh, featuring Mega Ram, featuring Quincy Jones Go, the world's greatest tag team partner extraordinaire, and of course Facts. my boy I. Ellis, the artist. Uh, other than that, man, check out other uh, tracks that you might like, and uh, you know, shout me a holler on my inst- uh, Instagram, at uh, Doc Lesnar, or at Doc underscore KJS pod, for all things pertaining to this podcast wrestle wednesdays it's still in effect hashtag tap in so you guys could join in and on the community that comes with that uh other than that holla at your boy mercari at doc lesnar wrestling yes, merch wrestling memorabilia ducks memorabilia funko pops etc and uh last but not least man follow your boy on facebook and twitter at i'm doc lesnar other than that, uh, let me let me tell you, Quincy Jones, I, I, I got three words for these <clears throat> listeners as I continue to do what I've been blessed by God to do on his green earth as I continue to feed my family and put food on my plate. Man. I tell them with these three words, top guys out. <laughs>